Yo, 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 we back for another episode of Ravens Roundtable. And today we're going to, you know, keep our same tradition. We got everybody in the house today. Um, there's nobody absent. Everybody's all present and accounted for. And we're going to dive right into it. And bring all the guests in first and we'll go from there. Let's start with Chris. What up, Chris? Yo, what's going on, Coach? Thank you for having me as always. Pleasure to be here. Hey, and before we move on, just know that that those guys over at Deep Cover are deep in, into to draft mode. So if you haven't followed them, or please do so. Check them out. Uh, the whole crew is going to be on with us for our draft um, shows with an S on it. Definitely first and second round. Third round, maybe. That's Saturday. <laughs> so so he'll see. <laughs> yes, next sir. up, next up, Hendo, what's good? Not much. What's going on, fellas? Hey, what's um? What's Hendonomics? What, what, explain, elaborate. Hendonomics? Um, it's, it's the study of all things. Oh, I thought Come it up. was the, the transaction of funds from people's hands to yours. <laughs> nah, nah. It's actually, it's actually the study of um, fifth-year options, which Patrick <laughs> Queen isn't getting, and he's clearly going to move on to another team. So that's well, what you chose really, violence today, didn't it? I did. I woke up this morning, and I was just like, click, click. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I ain't got that on the, the the um the slideshow, but we might need to add that. Might need to add that. Patrick Queen? Yeah. That's what up, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My evening. bad. Good evening, My bad. everybody. Good evening. I, I interrupted Mike's good time. <laughs> Mike shows the opposite of violence. Relaxing. <laughs> good, good evening, everybody. Good evening. Now, what's up, crew man? Sorry for my tardiness last week or my absence, but I'm back. I'm here. No, it is what it is. Life happens, man. Life happens. Yes, yes sir. Last but not least, bring the LBHT crew in here. Lunch break hot take. What's good, fellas? What up? What up? Ready for another another hot Monday. Another oh, always, always. We we keep we keep it rolling over here, man. Again, before before we move on, this ain't a part of the script, but I just want to say thank you to you guys, man, for for taking a a conversation and we'd have made something out of it. So I appreciate you guys for doing that. And um and then extending it throughout the season. So I, I love the chemistry. I appreciate all our talks. And um I look forward to it every Monday. I make like I block my Monday off. Like, look, Monday my long day. Don't relax me to do nothing. I got I got stuff to do. <laughs> so, hey, appreciate you, coach. Appreciate thank it. You. Yes. All right, before you. before we get started, Jay Rich hit us with the, the $20 donation. Appreciate Ooh, it. He says on the Rich Eisen show, someone said Jalen Hurst is what Lamar is supposed to be. I disagree hundred percent. Instead, I would have said the Ravens were supposed to be what the Eagles are team bill wise thoughts. And so, since you dropped the dub, you'll leave the show. JT four hundred one. I appreciate it. Um, and we, that'll be our first topic before we get into the little slide show. Um, Chris, what you think? I agree. Um, you know the way that the, the Eagles have attacked their their roster, the way they built their team. You know they have a strong O line. Uh, they have a really strong run game. Uh, they brought in, you know, they, they failed with Jalen Rager. That didn't stop them from, you know, to keep attacking that position and be aggressive. So they draft Devontae Smith, has a good rookie year, but they're like, you know what? Instead of resting on that, let's bring in A.J. Brown, you know, one of the most physical wide receivers in the league. And it just brought them to, obviously, new heights where they go to the Super Bowl. So – you know, I, I I really love what they've done. Um, I'm not really one for that, you know, push all the chips in and, you know, give away all of these draft picks and all of that stuff. I like the way the, the Eagles did it. They built their team and, 
you know, they were able to, to get to the, the promised land. Now they got to, you know, get over that last little hurdle. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at their rosters, they, they've done a hell of a job. And, and don't they have the number 10 pick? Yes. It's crazy. Coming off a of Super Bowl, you got the number 10 pick. <laughs> Hendo? Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Um, I know uh, I know when, when they compare Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, some people, some Ravens fans get offended because they feel like Jalen Hurts hasn't accomplished as much as Lamar had. But I don't think it's, it's stat to stat, person to person. I just think it's situational as far as this is the trajectory Lamar should have been on team-wise. Lamar had an MVP season. The team should have said, you know what? We didn't really think he could pass like that. But now we see he is a passer. So let us go out here and, and acquire some assets, acquire some weapons that are actually going to make him better. We didn't do that. Um, I put this on the Ravens 100%. Like you said, with the Eagles, the Eagles made several trades these last couple of years. And to acquire A.J. Brown, um, to have Devontae Smith bring in, bring in A.J. Brown, have Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard, and, and uh, keep acquiring more weapons to see if Jalen Hurts is a dude that they saw him to be going forward and still have draft picks mm-hmm. in the top 10. That, to me, Howie Roseman is what a general manager should be. Eric DaCosta, as many at-bats as he has, swing and a miss many, many, many times because Jose has said this for years at nauseum. Why is it that we have certain players on this team, but every year we're drafting the same position? We draft the pass rusher. The next year we get the draft talking about we need a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. We bring in some cornerbacks. What are we doing this year? We're talking about bringing in more cornerbacks. When is it going to stop? When are we going to realize that this front office, this coaching staff, they're not good at their jobs? Because the Eagles clearly looked at us and said, that's the blueprint we want. We want we want to run the ball, but we want to be successful throwing the ball. We want to control both lines of scrimmage and keep it moving. Us, we just said, you know what? We're going to zag when you zig and <laughs> see where this goes. <laughs> Mike? Man, JT, I, I agree 100% with you. And even down to, you know, the, the talks of recent, I think it came, I think it dropped today that, look, they're saying Hurts going to have a contract before the combine. Mm. So <clears throat> they're not playing. They're handling business. They know what they got. And you have to respect that. So I'm with you 100%, man. It should be the Ravens were supposed to be what the Eagles are. And they're supposed to be functioning like the Eagles and how that front office is taking care of their guys. You know, and they and they coming off a Super Bowl. <clears throat> they do, as you guys said, they they do have the 10th pick uh in their holster, you know, but they do have a good a good chunk of their their core guys that suffer free agency. And by all accounts, they looking to take care of those guys right now and get it done right away. So salute to the Eagles. We should be trying to be like that. Most definitely. B? Yeah, uh, like Hendo alluded to, you know, they the Eagles looked at Baltimore in 2019 and said, let's do that with talent, and that got them to the Super Bowl. If Lamar, you know, or if the Ravens had, had followed that kind of blueprint, you'd be coming off a Super Bowl win right now uh, you know, and talking about how to keep that, that window open, how to keep competing every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the whole Jalen Hurts is, is better than Lamar. Like, it, that's just, you know, it's the offseason and people need stuff to talk about. And anytime anybody who can run faster than a 5.040 40 
has any kind of success, it's going to be so-and-so's better than Lamar right. because Lamar is the guy who moves the needle uh, for all of the, these, uh, for, for, for the media, essentially, mm-hmm. for all these channels. You missed one things. thing, B. Not to cut you off, B. You missed one thing. And can run a sub five and their skin is of a brown <laughs> tint. They're going to be compared to Lamar. <laughs> well, honestly, man, like even, um, look, Josh Allen gets compared to Lamar too. Right, uh, that that look not, Lamar, not as much lately, early well, definitely. Well, we yeah you know, he kind of he kind of slow down a little bit towards mm-hmm. the end of the year there. That's my boy, but um look the, the threshold is Lamar. Every young quarterback gets compared to Lamar. This year coming up is going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence. He'll get mm-hmm. compared to Lamar too. It's every it was Kyler. It was Kyler last year. Was Joe Burrow? Mm-hmm. You know, um like everybody because that's that's the threshold because Lamar is polarizing and like B said. And we talked about plenty of times on our show that Lamar gets you clicks, right? Yep. More so than anybody else. More so than Patrick Mahomes. I think mm-hmm. he's the best. He's the best quarterback in the world, right? But you know, you want people to, to listen to you. You want people to watch you. You say Lamar Jackson's name, and um, it does wonders. We we do that trick on our show all the time, right? <laughs> but but I mean, look, I mean, listen. This is supposed to be in, you know this person that made this comment. You know, he he's saying it like it's an indictment on Lamar. But like uh, like JT pointed out, man, like this just reflects bad on the organization because, I mean, there's nothing on his team without Lamar, right? As, as many moves as they made on the defense, they acquired Roquan Smith and they paid him, and I and I like Roquan Smith a lot. If Lamar isn't on his team, nobody's expecting anybody in that defense to carry this team anywhere, right? So it just goes to show them how poorly they've built this team. The Eagles. As much as I like Jalen Hurts, I like him a lot. Um, if they don't get it, if if they were in a situation that that the Ravens are in and they didn't get a deal done with Jalen Hurts, they could re- recover from that. They can get another quarterback. Maybe he won't be as good as Jalen Hurts, but they will still be competitive. We are not in that situation. I don't care how many picks we get back in return for Lamar, we will be we will be out of the playoffs. And who knows when we'll be that team again. And and my two cents on it is, I think. Um, the Ravens should have did what the Eagles done and, and piggybacking off of Jose if Lamar is not there I don't care how many good defensive players we have if we make the playoffs at all offensively it won't be good you can have the number one corner the number one linebacker the number one D lineman and if we don't score points we gonna lose it's that simple and Lamar is the key to us scoring points right now get him in a situation go ahead Hendo. oh no go ahead I'm sorry Get him in a situation where he has, you know, like the Eagles. Just let's let's take Jalen Hurst out and put Lamar there. <laughs> no game is close. They don't they're they're 17 and 0 run through the playoffs because the deficiencies they had is where Lamar would have excelled. Lamar, you don't we don't know what Lamar's ceiling is because he's never had elite help other than Mark. <laughs> what, 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 what? Tell me, where, tell me where I'm wrong. I'm talking about skill position. You said, you said, you said elite. You said elite. Oh, oh, oh. oh. You, you, meant, you, meant, okay. you meant sometimes very good. Okay. <laughs> Technically speaking, he's right. He's a top three. He's a top three tight end. That's right? why you can't. That's why you can't define elite that way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because because there, there ain't but two elite tight ends. Okay, let me re- rephrase it. Lamar has never had elite talent. Around him, is that better? Yeah, I, I didn't get no. Travis Kelsey, you know what? 
Forget it. I forgot my train of thought because of them. Mm. <laughs> no, you, you know, you're, you know, your point was, you know, uh, Lamar's never been, you know, he's never in a situation where he's, he's had, you know, great talent around him. So we don't know what he can do with it. Right. But we kind of oh, yeah, do, right? We, we don't know what's ceiling. We, he got, we got yeah. an MVP, but yeah. for, for Chris Morris, I mean, not Chris Morris, Chris Moore as a receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had what, 37, 38 touchdowns that year? Yeah. 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 30. Yeah. Ooh. And and, and six interceptions, and and, that, and that's the the crazy thing is like Seth you Robert. know that you know that he can right. play up to that level, uh, but you can't expect anybody to sustain like anybody. Not not Pat Mahomes, not Burrow, not Aaron Rodgers, not Tom Brady. You can't expect anybody to sustain that level of play that Lamar had that season. But most teams make sure that their quarterbacks don't have to sustain that level mm-hmm. of play. Like you would see those that kind of production every single year out of Lamar if there was just some other talent on the team. Yep. And the thing is, he, he hasn't finished the season for two years in a row, but it's probably a reason behind that because he's been asked to do too freaking much. And coach, you would notice better than a lot of people. What plays has Greg Roman changed since that MVP season? He's running the same exact offense. Only only thing I've seen him add was that shovel pass and the uh counter pass. Which, which, which I might add was pretty effective for this <laughs> offense. Okay, <laughs> shovel pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, forget, don't forget about Andrews on the center, too. Uh, oh Andrews on the center for the quarterback sneak and on the center for the toss to Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, now he he's a three plays and he ran the hell out of those. I wasn't, mad, I wasn't mad at the shovel pass. I was like, I now, now, now do more, do more of that, you know, mm-hmm. add some more to it. But I wasn't mad at that. Oh, he did add successful screens. Yes. Yeah. Hmm? Yes, we had a couple successful screens this year. A couple of them, like out of, a, out of a thousand plays. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm trying to be positive, coach. <laughs> <laughs> a living legend brought it up. Hey, you know what? Living legend, I'm gonna give you your props, man. You, um, I asked you for the link because Jose mentioned it the other day, man. And bro, I'm, I'm literally when you sent me that link, I was and not no faking. I was like, man, this is his music. Yeah, this, you just this, do his music. This, this jamming, oh, man. I don't think I put. I was supposed to put the link in, uh, this in the description. Jamming. So yeah. shout out to Living Legend. I, I don't. Fire. I think there's somebody else rapping, but you doing the beats. But yeah, Ellis. Yeah, Ellis, Ellis does the rapping. Man, that. Hey, I was in a groove, bro. I appreciate it. Keep doing your thing, man. Keep doing your thing over there. Yeah, I appreciate you. Right, we yeah, got yeah. one more donation before we get into. It. We got two more. Two. Marco G says a lot of extensions also get done during the season. How much do you think not negotiating during the season has impacted talks? Um, me personally, I think it it hurt the negotiations, but it helped him focus on just football. What y'all think about that? I think the no negotiations during the season is because he felt insulted by the negotiations that happened before the season. So I honestly don't think it really mattered either way. They they are not willing to pay him what he wants. Right. Anybody else? Amen. Yeah, I, I I think um, look the no negotiations during the season is again I, I put that on the Ravens because he might have said hey I'm cutting off talks but at any point had they gone to him and said look we're going to give you what you ask what you're asking for let's sit down and talk right I'm positive they sit down and talk and get it done right my thing is they'd be like look bro let's get this done they go sit in the room and you know. Lamar's probably going to start super high. What you supposed to a negotiation? And, and Mike, you say you negotiate stuff all the time. So, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one part always starts high. Always. One part always starts low. Mm-hmm. And you try to find a meeting point. <laughs> I started, listen, I started the, I started the rooftop. Like, I, started, <laughs> <laughs> I start so high, they look at me and they're like, 
<laughs> so, so is it? I've never been in one of these meetings, but I saw them on, on the movies all the time. Have y'all ever been in a meeting? And Mike, you probably because you do negotiating, where you just slide the number across the table and don't say oh, it out loud. Always. Right? Oh, see, that's, <laughs> well, you, that, that's that's what I was gonna say about you know the no negotiating during the during the season. I mean, could it did it could it have hurt? Sure, right? Because I mean, you you want to have as much time to get it done as 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 you want or as you need, but. It's a it's an awesome tool to use and to draw that line in the sand and let them know that I'm not playing. Just a quick story is I mean, Thursday last week in negotiation, me and my team got up and walked out. Mm. Now we got outside and was like, shit, I hope that shit worked. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's one of those do you know to let them know that we that we not playing. So, you know, you, you gotta play. It's a lot of gamesmanship when you in there, you sitting at the table and, and things like that. But as all of you said, especially you, Zay, us, you know, walking out. And like I said, I'm on a small, small level. I'm not dealing with millions of dollars. But, you know, you if you call me and say, hey, hey, Mike, listen, I know you're upset, but I got this number. I would have brought my happy ass back. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 all gamesmanship, and they know that the Ravens know that, and they could have if they'd have called with that number or anywhere close to it, and they could be talking behind. They could have been talking behind the scenes. We don't have to right. be talking. Right. So again, it's just one of those things where, to B's point, Lamar probably felt insulted. So you want to play this game? You had over a year to get this done. We're nowhere near. We're not in the same ballpark. So I'm not talking to y'all right now. And that's just what you do. Feel you, feel you. Anybody else want to comment on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I would be insulted as well because as as they as they try to point out, by him not having an agent, the team has to directly tell them what they feel is wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Now, in the rebuttal, it's I'm 80% of your offense. Without True. me, you don't win. So yep. all that stuff that you're talking, I'm not trying to hear this, and I keep saying it's two things that athletes need. Athletes need their confidence. And athletes need the need to feel wanted mm-hmm. by whatever organization it is, and you know that's and that's that's people too, though. That, I mean, that, that is people. I mean, but I yeah, but but especially athletes, I get yeah. they get they get offended real quick. Mm-hmm. But but people do as well. But so I just think that when they slid that number and they said, and you know, reports have been we were going to make him the second or third high pay, highest paid QB in the game. Joe, but but as we know how the game goes, it's next man up. Mm-hmm. Next man up gets paid, and you're trying to lowball me, but you want me to be your leading passer. You want me to be your leading rusher. You want me to be the face of the franchise, represent this organization in the community, and throughout the NFL. I'm a fa- I'm one of the faces of the NFL. Yep. You can't mention the NFL without mentioning Lamar Jackson. The Ravens don't sell merchandise. They don't. They don't fill the stadium without him. But you want to lowball me all because your ego is telling you this little black boy from Florida ain't gonna get the best of me. Now, one more thing. I want to say something to my man, Will G. Shout out, Will G. You said uh, Andrews was out here burning until uh, Bateman went down. Well, Travis Kelsey was burning until Tyreek Hill left. Oh, no. He continued to burn. <laughs> that's, the that's the difference between good and elite. They they triple team Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl, in the playoffs. He still got open. So, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, two totally different animals. Let me tell y'all what make Travis Kelsey so so different. And top bill, I'm gonna get to you in just a second. When he scored that touchdown, did y'all see his stanky leg? 
Did I? <laughs> it, it's it's some brothers that can't move like that. <laughs> that dude, that I see why right. he had what he had for so long. That's oh, how the Super Bowl celebration too. <laughs> <laughs> you know all his homeboys. Move, he don't move like certain people. But you nah, know nah, nah, you nah, know nah. who all his homeboys like are. Right? Yeah, I know. I know. Homeboy. <laughs> I know. That's just the way he been rolling. <laughs> I know. Hey, the thing is that that stinky leg is one of the most memorable things from the season. And also Jaseki's skedaddle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It's Giddy up. laughs> and the fact that he knew people didn't want to see him do it, and he kind of played on it every time he scored, was funny. Like when he was scored, people was like, "He gonna do it or not? He gonna do it or not?" <laughs> so that was fun. Um, Todd Billen says LJ would be sick and watch him with all that talent. Yeah, he probably would, but we hope not. I'd be sick watching him in Washington. I'd be right. sick too, bro. That's, I'd that's be the, sick. That's the one team I can't follow Lamar to. Yep. The one team. Yeah. Facts. I, it's DC. I can't I can't do it. Facts. Uh, DDSQ dropped the 10. He says, What's what's good, y'all? Love for the sh- love the show. Ravens think they are smarter than the market. Uh, i.e. wide receiver mm-hmm. and, and WB quarterback, I think it's supposed to be quarterback and overpay for other positions gonna cost them a generation of QB and Lamar. I think so. They they like that's that zigging and zagging stuff, but they think they're smarter than everybody else, man. Just pay your quarterback and just try to build around. Because he's number to, one. Yeah, this, this is something that goes back to to Ozzy. Ozzy was the same way. Always, always, uh, uh, you know, miscalculating uh, the market, right? He always <laughs> say, "Oh well, yeah, I, you know, we we had a number in mind for this player, but we didn't realize he's gonna go for that much or." We're we're looking to get this player, but he went a lot higher than we than we thought. I mean that th- this track this went goes back to Ozzy. Ozzy was not perfect. He had his flaws, and that was definitely one of his flaws. And that's part of your job as a GM is you gotta know the market. And if you don't want a player hitting the market, you gotta make an aggressive move to make sure he doesn't. I mean, this situation right here, I mean, it's obvious, man. Like Lamar's gonna get everything he wants and then some. Like Mikey said earlier, uh, the time about giving Jalen Hurts fifty million plus. Had you had you given him the 42, 43 that he was looking for a couple years ago, right? You wouldn't be in this situation, but here you are. So if he if he gives you a number, it doesn't matter what the number is, you give it to him because in a couple years it's gonna look like a deal. Yeah, yep. this is a this is a this is a repetitive thing with with the Baltimore Ravens. Do you know that when before Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl and got his deal, he and the Ravens were like two million off on a contract, <laughs> and the Ravens didn't want to give him that extra two million. Because they didn't think he was worth it, and said go out and prove it. Then had yeah. to get his man a hundred and twenty million dollar deal. Like you would think that you would learn from your mistakes, nope. but apparently we have not and because we've been consistently above average. Right, it's not Baltimore's mistakes; that's everybody else's mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> like Baltimore goes into the draft every year, like ain't no way there's going to be more than two wide receivers in this first round. No way. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody out here playing offense like that. (laughs) And speaking of offense, that's a great segue to our our first topic. I appreciate everybody that donated and had questions. And um, it ain't a thing, but if y'all want it to be a thing like that, I'm talking talking to to listeners and viewers, if y'all want that to be a thing, you know how to make it be a thing. So at any point, if you want to make it be a thing and make us answer your question, that is how you do it. Appreciate you guys that did so so far. And it, hold on, hold on, coaches. If they see my my subheading under my name, that's where that, that came from. The founder of the best nation is a donation. We all know the best nation is a donation. Okay, yes, so sir. We, 
You pay your laugh tax. You you want your questions? <laughs> you want your questions asked? Answered. That's how you do it, man. Oh well, we got another one. See that? Jared Green, appreciate it, Jared. 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 Jared is one of two people that are extremely special to me. Yes. Jared is a Patreon and a member. Oh, salute, salute to you, Jared. Jared's a page and Ben. Jared might have might have been my very first Patreon. That's what's up. Might have been my very first Patreon. So I appreciate you, Jared. I salute to you. That's he says dude. I see ESPN and some Ravens fans is running with Lamar's injury prone. Are we going to mess around, mess around, and be the Orlando Magic of the NFL when they do want to pay Shaq? Yes, we are. Great mm. analogy. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, because I know Chris, you like you don't. Didn't you say you like Orlando? Man, I, I don't know why he's opening up old wounds like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you, Chris. My wall was Shaq and Penny down when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't yeah. tell me that was a better player than Penny Hardaway and Shaq. And that's the thing, like when you got somebody that talented, man, you just you give them what they want. Like obviously you're going to negotiate, but you don't let it get to this point. And you know, I know I know a lot of people they get excited with draft picks, but that's just what they are. Their draft picks. You know, you look at the top quarterbacks taken in the last, let's just say, 10 years. Look at the top 10 quarterbacks. It's a lot of busts on that list. A lot. So you could say, oh, we could get the, you know, the three and the 12. And all right, that's cool. I, I still rather have Lamar. I know what Lamar is right now. Mm-hmm. Draft picks, I don't know what the hell they are. Yeah, it's exciting, you know, it, it, for your imagination to run wild. But give me the, the proven commodity that has won an MVP over, you know, draft picks Hope. that we don't know what the hell they are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, thing about it is, I don't want to see a 30 for 30 or somebody do a documentary 10 years from now, 15 years from now, and Lamar's on there talking about, oh, you don't want to pay me? I right, watch this, which is what, I don't know if y'all seen Shaq's documentary on Showtime or HBO. I think it was HBO. But it's re- if you haven't seen it, it's really good. Basically, he was saying, People didn't want to pay him. All right, keep your money. I'm gonna go prove you somewhere mm-hmm. else. And that's what happened in Orlando. That's what happened in LA. And you know, till he basically ended his career. Because anything after Miami was pretty much a wash act. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now let's get into our topics. Again, appreciate you, Jared, and everybody else that, that donated. Uh, first guy up. This happened Tuesday, so um I didn't get to talk to you guys about it. I know you guys have talked about it on your various shows. But let's uh, let's talk about Todd Munkin being hired as the the Ravens OC. And um, I got I'm glad I still got this up here. I did a little research and from the video I talked about, and I went back to 2005 when I actually met Munkin. Uh, he was at LSU, did great things with Jamarcus Russell and Dwayne Bow. And we know Dwayne Bow had a decent NFL career. Mm-hmm. Jamarcus Russell was next to Chris Leaf with the biggest bus. Um, went to Oklahoma State, where tight ends don't exist. And he, Justin Blackman and, and Brandon Whedon. Blackman had uh, 1,500 yards. Whedon threw for almost 5,000 yards. Then went to my alma mater, my undergrad, Southern Miss. First year, the year before he got there, they were 0 and 12. First year, they were 1 and 11. Second year, they were 3 and 9. Last year, they were 9 and 3 and went to a bowl game. His quarterback, those three years he was there, was Nick Mullins. And y'all, I don't know if you know Nick Mullins. He bounced around a couple yes. teams in the league and he turned that program around. And got him respectable, which landed him the Tampa Bay job. And again, y'all, we all know his problems with Tampa Bay with Jameis and Fitzpatrick, bouncing people in and out. But still, uh, Mike Evans had a ton of success under Ty Monkey. Uh, went to the Browns. We know what Chubb did. Chubb brought fifteen hundred. Odell and Landry had a thousand that year. Then we know what happened at, at UGA, and now he's here with us. So this narrative that he's tight in heavy, 
is a like a what have you done for me lately because it's all they've seen him do with Georgia. But if you look back, if you go get a full spectrum, it's not just tight and heavy. It's it's what do you, what are you giving me? And then I'm gonna work with what you're giving me and try to pull the most out of it. And people say um, the records at Tampa Bay they were nine and seven, five and eleven, five and eleven. But it's a team game. It ain't just offense. So if they, if there's if they're scoring 80, 80 points a game and giving up eighty two, they're gonna lose. Yeah, they wouldn't score eighty points a game though. <laughs> so, uh, you know, his 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 best scoring offense in the NFL finished twelfth. You know, so I mean, he 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 was getting production out of out of uh, certain positions, but it wasn't always equating to moving down the field and scoring points. Now, now, be that that production could come because they were down so much and they had to mm-hmm. throw the ball too. Yeah, hmm. which to me says. Why do we hire this guy? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I just want to say I, I love Justin Blackman, man. And I, I I hate that you know he he had a drinking problem and and couldn't get it under control, man. I thought he was going to be unstoppable in the league. I want to I want to say real quick too. I don't know if if Garnet is in here. But <laughs> I, I saw so. your I saw your tweet about Matt. He's not in here. Being, G, no, I think G, white G, if he didn't uh if he if he didn't let the drugs kind of get the better of him matt jones matt, uh, you know the former know. quarterback in arkansas, arkansas? turned wide wide receiver got drafted by jacksonville in the first round could have been the white megatron and i'm like we don't have to do that it wasn't the drugs that made him a bust you could just, you could point to justin blackman and say if he had gotten over the, you know those issues with alcohol he could have been that guy, you know, because he actually had the talent. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, Matt not Jones Matt had a, he had a forty we time. Don't to, we don't need to do this with Matt Jones. <laughs> Jose, what you think about Monkey? <laughs> yeah, I don't like the pick, man. Like, uh, look, say so you don't. Or you I don't, don't like. It. No, I don't like it. Um, now, now, I, I don't, I don't hate it, mm-hmm. right? I'm, but I just don't, I don't like it either, right? Th- this could be one of those moves where I don't necessarily like it, but it could, it could work out, right? Um, I, I hear everything that you're saying about his resume, which is, you know, that that's that's good to hear. But there is somebody out there with a clearly better resume. There's two people out there with clearly better resumes, and the enemy, enemy and, and, and left, left which. My, so my thing is to to rebut that is think about those two guys and the Lamar situation. Do you think the enemy want to be here without Lamar or Leftwich? Oh well, that's that's why I hate. That's why I don't like. Well, that's the part I hate. So about, this this dude probably this signed up. Well, you know, well, he's here now. Whether Lamar's gonna be here or not? Y- yeah. And, if, and, I, if I'm being me, I'm left with. And if it, if it's me, I want to know what Lamar's gonna do. Well, if they offer me the job. I'm personally calling Lamar to try to get a uh, a feel for what where he's leaning and whatnot before I, I, I sign my name as a dotted line. I think that's what most of these coordinators that interview here want to know. And when they didn't get a, a hard commit on, on Lamar, they're just like, eh, not really feeling it. Uh, and that's a terrible sign, right? Like, I, I you know, look, the, the Ravens keep telling us that he's going to be the quarterback next year, 200%, right? Uh, whether whether he, he gets a deal done or he's tagged or whatever, they said they can work it out and all that stuff. So that shouldn't have been an issue. They should have been able to tell, especially the enemy who's trying to get a head coaching job, Who's not planning on being a, a offensive coordinator for long? Listen, Lamar, no matter what, will be our quarterback next season. You won't have to worry about that. 
Okay, like whether we get it done or we tag him, he's going to be your quarterback. You will be working with Lamar. They should be able to say that. But the fact that they're not saying that, it's not a good sign. And listen, you lie to everybody else. <laughs> lie to Eric. <laughs> 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 that, that they let, do. Let, let him be mad in week seven. What's he going to uh, do? I also want to add, because you made a good point, Coach. You made a good point about the wide receivers that he worked with and you know the Titans thing. That's just a, a recent a, a recent thing, right? Mm-hmm. But do you think the Ravens looked at him for the wide receivers or the tight ends that he worked with? Oh, de- most definitely tight ends. I, I, I ain't that stupid. So, most definitely I mean, tight ends. They looked at, they looked at um, 19 and 0. I can't remember their names. And they basically morphed from 19 and 0 to Mark Andrews and likely. And, who, and who's Cole. the guy that's like, you know, he's like 6'8. He, that, that's like zero. I can't remember his name. Washington, Washington, Darnell Washington. That's a but and he he not the good one. Well, he good, but he not the better yeah, one. Bra- Bra- oh. Browers is the better one, mm. and he just a sophomore. Jeez. Yeah, they got some big boys over there. Definitely, B. Yes. You did, but you know, I, I try to keep the, the rotation going, so we, we, we can go past you. That's right. My... <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my, my point, but then I want everybody to get theirs in. Then I want you to come back to me, Coach, because I got okay. something to say about being me. But <clears throat> y'all can go back, check previous. Round tables. We had a discussion about Munkin, and I, I said that I'm I'm not against it. I, I I'm I don't. I would have preferred the enemy, but uh, I'm okay with the move. Um, now, of course, that me being okay with the move includes Lamar Jackson being here, right? But I'm not so stuck on as you pointed out, Coach, to him being tight end heavy or whatever. He's shown. Um, improvement in everywhere you everywhere he's been, as you pointed out, uh, so so greatly, Coach. Um, <clears throat> so I like it. I'm I'm not, you know, I, like I said, I would have preferred the enemy, but I I was not upset with the with the hire. Um, I think he, if he gets the tools, you know, mainly eight, and then putting some 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 players around eight, I think he'll succeed. And I think eight will enjoy playing in that offense. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's it wasn't the it wasn't the sexy hire, right? You know, obviously we waited as long as we did. You know what I mean? And and you know, waiting looked like okay. All all signs are pointing to one of these guys from one of the team, one of the teams that played either of the teams that played in the Super Bowl, and. The weird part about it is it just happened so quickly after the Super Bowl. It was like, all right, I was expecting at least a couple of days. Like, you know, let the enemy get in town at least. You know what I mean? So, and you know, whatever. I guess it'll come out how that went, but I'm I'm not I'm not disappointed in the hire. I I and I've been I made it clear <laughs> on the roundtables since we've been talking about this that I'll take anybody. <laughs> over over great. You know, I just want to see something different. Mm-hmm. I want to see somebody be a little more creative. You know, I I, I just, you know, it, it was just time for a different voice there and calling plays. So I'll take it, man. And and you know, he seems to focus. The one thing I do like about Monk and, and doing a little bit of research and then and watching your videos, coach, and thanks for breaking that down. He seems to adjust to what he has. 
and I can appreciate that, right? Georgia, obviously, he had two dogs, especially this last year. Mm-hmm. You know, his wide receivers weren't as great as he he's, they've had in, in past. So he had two dogs at tight end, and he adjusted. Like, yo, we're going to run this through them and, and, and see what we can do. Um, but then we've also seen him be a part of the air raid, which mm-hmm. which which what he did with Blackman and those wide-open offenses. So he seems to be able to adjust to what he has. I can appreciate that. It's just – <laughs> all signs pointing to eight being here, and then they getting eight a wide receiver or two that can play along with them. Hendo. Well, um, when the Ravens initially hired him, I was a little tight. I wasn't upset. I was a little tight. Then I, I, I watched your video, and it took me from there to indifference. And I was just like, okay, it's not good it's not bad you know it may work out but in listening to you gentlemen here tonight now i'm skeptical because it's starting to make me think about yes munkin is the is the safe hire he's a raven's move and it's starting to get me to believe that he's going to be the excuse why the ravens don't go out and get a wide receiver because he technically can adapt to any situation he has three possibly good tight ends so why do we need to go out here and get a receiver we have bateman and we got dudes we can pick up off the scrap heap. So they're going to use that as an excuse. But more importantly, I've said this before, John Harbaugh loves beta assistant coaches. And he feels like bringing somebody in from college, I can kind of control him. Or I can kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, lead him to where I want to go, even with Greg Roman. Because everybody, most people know that the week of a game, the head coach goes over the game plan with the offensive and defensive coordinators. So it's no surprise when Greg Roman runs the BS that he runs, Harbaugh knew about this because Harbaugh encouraged it. So I just think with this safe hire and this guy that's just happy to be back in the league, Harbaugh is going to have his kind of thumbprints all over this offense once again. And we're going to see a lot more of the same old thing. Hold on, Hendo. I, I've been I've been knowing this for a minute, but I tried to let the, the BS go on. So, But now I'm going to put it into this shit. Um, top billing. This comment right here. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. Anyway, it says he broke down how Munkin's offense can basically is zero two point on his channel. And so I've been knowing this for a minute. So I just finally clicked it. There's nothing there. There's there's nothing on the channel. Nothing. Unless it's just completely private. I hit go to channel. It says nothing. This channel doesn't have any content. Tell me for top billing? Yeah. Yeah, that's not top billing, top billing. That's not Murph. No, 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 no. Unless it's a second account or something that he done started. It, I don't think he. Murph. I don't think he. Murph don't really mess with many people. I, was this top billing claiming that he was top billing? I don't think he. He, he never claimed. said. I don't. No, yeah, no, no. I don't think he said no. But he, the comments there. We don't see it. I just saw it. Hold on. No, I didn't even look. It says I broke down how Munkin's offense is basically zero two Check it out on my channel, M A. I'm sitting there looking at it. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, listen. I mean, let me <laughs> stop talking. Let me stop talking about Munkin because I see Coach in all of these videos when somebody mentioned Munkin, that attitude changed. I don't want no smoke, Coach. No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I've seen other videos 
when people say some stuff about monkey, your whole attitude flipped. I don't want no smoke, coach. I thought the feds tapped us or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna put it in this right now. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. I just want people to because I I do think it was a safe hire, and I ain't forgot about you, Chris. I think it was a safe hire, but I, I we should be in wait and see mode and not not say he's horrible before he's done anything. Thanks. I mean, because that's that's all I'm saying. Just do your research and, be, and go on wait and see mode because you we don't know. We don't know. Giro might get a, a, a new job and and go to the Super Bowl. We just don't know. Giro but we, we saying no we, everybody's oh, saying no he's bad and he ain't hired. I mean, I'm not saying he ain't hired. He ain't called to play yet. Yeah. My only my only like I said, my only issue is that there are there are two Better candidates, like just I mean, resumes. There, there are two candidates out there with better resumes than him. Clearly, better resumes that you know we just didn't get, man. And that's 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 that 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 mediocreness that that the Ravens always do, right? You can do better, but we settle for for this. And Munkin might work work out. Listen, man. Look, if we resign Lamar, man, you know I'm, I'm gonna look at everything a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, better. Right, because I I do think he's better than than Giro. Yeah, I don't I don't believe that that Giro two nonsense. I, I think he is an upgrade from Giro, and that will be enough, right? Um, but why do just enough? Why not get the best that you can possibly get? You know that that's my only issue with it. So yeah, we got we got what you can see for sure. Chris, I just got, I just got one question, Coach. Oh, go ahead. Did he did he call the plays in uh Cleveland and Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay, I think so. Cleveland, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, Kitchens, right? I think I think yeah, they're saying Kitchens. They say he didn't call the plays in Cleveland, I guess. Yeah, now, now I, I can all I can say is I'm not sure because I'm, oh, I'm just I don't yeah. answer. I don't know. Uh, Chris. Um. Yeah. So, like when I, when I saw the news about um the enemy because he was my top pick, that's mm-hmm. who I wanted. But then when I saw that he's going to have assistant head coach on the title, I was like, oh, okay. That's why he chose him, because that seems like the next move for him. Like, if something happens, like Ron Ron Rivera, you know, something happens to him, he don't, doesn't want to coach anymore, then it's like, all right, boom. You know, you're the coach and waiting. And, and Rivera's, isn't he sick? Sickly? I know he was. Does he have something? I know, I, no, I know no, he, he had he, cancer. He, 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 okay. he, he, he oh. beat it. And he suffers from coaching deficiencies. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's not even what we're talking about right now. Like, he, he just fixed that by bringing an Airbnb enemy. Right? So, <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't appreciate people, you know, insinuating that you know the quarterback is the reason that he went to Washington over over Baltimore because you know you don't know about Lamar. He got a quarterback in Washington. His name is Sam Howell. Right? <laughs> Sam Howell, not better than Drake May. <laughs> he ain't gotta be better than Drake May, right? He better than Daniel Jones, okay? He exactly. he better he better than Dak when the lights come on. Okay? Ooh, you running my cowboy people off. I don't know if I got any, but you you, you chose violence too. What? I, I, I was a Dak person. I was defending Dak all the time, and then he went out there and he did what he did. We done. I, I still first, I still defend Dak. First of all, Cowboys fans check out when the playoffs start because they already know what's about to happen from then to the start of the next season. So they like, yo, I'm just going away. They go straight to draft season. Right. <laughs> I still believe in that. Botch. Hey, baby, botch. Hey. Hey. That's Hendo. <laughs> I'm just oh, you bot? You talking about botch? <laughs> Chris, were you, were you finished? Oh, um, not even talk about Munkin. Um, 
So with the Monkey hire, like I, I was like, all right, if it's not going to be be enemy, then I would go with Monkey because I wanted somebody who had play calling experience, and you know, some of the other guys they didn't have any of the play calling experience out of the ones that they they interviewed. So they go with him, and then you know, first thing I start watching is the Bucks. That's what I want to see. I want to see the Bucks because I remember they used to throw it all over the yard. They had a terrible offensive line, and um. You know, Munkin kind of made it work a little bit, you know, where like the offensive line wasn't wasn't good, but he adapted. So he was able to instead of just, you know, running behind that terrible O-line, what he was doing is swing passes. Mm-hmm. And what he would do is like a lot of the, every, like what everybody else said is he would adapt to situations. And it seemed like he was layering things like kind of like a fighter, like setting up traps, like. It do something in the in the first quarter to kind of set you up later on in the third quarter, and that you know we don't really see that. It, we just see like you know Giro with his Denny's menu in his face, and you know it's like all right, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that, and it's not it's not much layering. It's not it's you know it's it's not chess, right? But what he's it's not doing. plays on top of plays. It's just the exactly. Same so with Munkin, I, I saw that. And then, you know, I didn't sit down and study the because I just watched the Bucks. I didn't study the Browns. Um, and then just with the, the Georgia stuff, like I just I watched them live a lot. I watched them go up against Tennessee a bunch of times this year, just watch the draft prospects. And, um, you know, I like what he did. It was a completely different offense. Like mm-hmm. it's not even like that's the same play caller there. Like you, you see that. Like, usually you could tell, like, oh, okay, this is a certain offensive coordinator's, you know, this is his scheme. His scheme, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when you go from the Bucks and then you shift to to Georgia, granted, it is college, but it did not look like a Todd Munkin offense. Right. And, um, and that's, like, shifting to his personnel. You know, he doesn't have George Pickens. You know, he doesn't have top flight wide receivers. But he does have those two beasts, you know, mm-hmm. who are probably going to be first-round picks in yep. the future. So, um, I, I like that that he could do that. I, I like his play calling style and just the ability to to do something that we we're not used to, mm-hmm. layering plays and and actually being strategic in what he's calling. Yeah. To, to speak on that that adjusting, I was watching um, Brian Brees or Breesy from Clemson, mm. and I didn't have enough 2022 film, so I had to watch one game of 2021. So it ended up being the kickoff classic versus Georgia. And uh, watching that game, I realized that um, they had their scheme or whatever. When they realized Clemson couldn't stop them from running the ball, they took all the receivers off the field, uh, made um, Zamir White the, the the main back, <laughs> made James Cook the like the the motion the motion guy, and basically did that the rest of the game when they realized they couldn't stop him from running. So now you took you took one of your running backs and made him like the motion guy get on jet sweeps. So now he ain't necessarily got to get to the outside to turn it up. Soon as he get the ball, he see a hole, he stick his foot in the ground and go, which is what James Cook was doing. And then you play off that, and you just hand it off to Zamir White. So he, he in game adjustments is something that we ain't used to seeing. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're gonna work in Baltimore. I'm just saying just give it a chance. Let's just not call him a bus just yet. At least let us see week two, three, four, five, and then we can start saying, "Well, hey, this gonna work. This ain't gonna work." We ain't Listen. seen a, a snap. He ain't even signed this, swiped his key card yet. Listen, coach. If I if we see 
this offense gets to the line with more than 10 seconds left on the play clock so the quarterback can actually survey the defense, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. Victory. He said, my man, Roman had a Denny's menu at Palm Place. So he said, all right, call the uh, Moons over Miami. Yeah. The Western Omelet. I almost said All-Star, but that ain't Dennis. Mike, you told me to swing back to you. I'm swinging it back to you now. Yeah, so I just wanted to say this, man. <clears throat> I, I was I was on LBHT. I was well. I was in the in the in the chat, and I was I, I was throwing heavy shots at at Andy Reid. <clears throat> and I, I just want to say this about being enemy. I, I do think with Chris's to Chris's point, I do think obviously he wanted that assistant or associate head coach ta- tag and title, and it it makes sense that Baltimore. If that's just us that we wouldn't want to give him that, even though, like, yo, that's all you want. All right, like, you know, <laughs> it's yours, yo. You got that. But I want to say this, right? First of all, they're talking about being enemy. You know, the narrative is well, he had to get away from Andy and he wasn't calling plays and yada, yada. We all knew that. But we already know two of his, two of his former coaches got got jobs and they weren't calling plays if that was the case right mm-hmm. that's one thing but my venom towards Andy Reid is Andy is one of the more respected head coaches in the league right <clears throat> so what is he not saying to these teams about Eric Bien-Aimé, mm-hmm. right because I feel like as a respected coach two time Super Bowl champion Won multiple games. Then you, we know what he did in Philly. We know what he's doing in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. All it would take is a call from somebody like Andy Reid and saying, listen, this is a guy you want, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there's also a narrative out there that Eric Bieniemy suffers from the Patrick Ewing syndrome. And if that, for those that don't know that, or know what that is, back when Patrick was – an assistant for the Knicks, and everybody was like, "Man, why he, why isn't he getting a job? Why isn't he getting a head coaching job?" And then there was a rumor surfacing that he interviewed poorly. He's not a good interview for whatever reason. That has also reared his ugly head with the enemy that he's not a good interview. You skip an interview if Andy Reid puts a call in, mm-hmm. or if you're Andy Reid and you're hearing that this narrative about one of your assistants, you put that call in and say, "Listen." This is a guy that you want. So I'm starting to feel like Andy is not really co-signing EB like we think he is or would have. And also the fact that he didn't get a head coaching job and you and he leaves and he walks out of the door to take a basically a lateral move. Mm-hmm. Like it's something to that. And I'm starting to look and give the side eye to Andy Reid and what's going on there and why. With a respected coach like him, why, if you gave your word, why wouldn't be enemy not only had whatever OC job that he wanted, right? Especially Baltimore. We know Andy Reid and, and Harbaugh got, got a relationship. So that should have just been, hey, that should have been a call, text, whatever. Mm-hmm. Look, man, take make sure you get him, right? But not even that. With all the head coaching jobs he's interviewed for, you being the respected guy that you are, I just feel like a call from you would have gone a long way. So 
I'm a little shaky on that, even with the comments that Andy Reid made following the Super Bowl about Eric being to me. Yeah, through the light, you know, it looks like he was he was praising him, but it was still like it wasn't the it just he because he he had the little he added the little thing at the end. Yeah, I hope somebody takes him and let him do his thing. Right. Yep. So it's just to me. It was kind of shady. But- I, I I just feel like Andy being who he is, a call or anything, if that's what he was doing, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Because I feel like he would have been a head coach a long time ago. But even when it came down to OC and a carousel or whatever's going on, one, you wouldn't let him out the door if you knew he wasn't getting a head coaching job. Right. Two, you would have placed any call you needed to, especially right. to your buddy in Baltimore, and it would have been nothing. Take him, make sure you get him, and it's over. So I just wanted to say that about EB and all the narratives that's going on about him. Look, look a little further than what's going on behind the scenes and what could be transpiring behind the scenes on those things. Hey, Mike, and, and, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, Mike. Yeah, I mean, those are excellent, outstanding points. But Mike, you really think that just because Andy Reid called John Harbaugh that he would listen to that? Like, well, you don't. I mean, I, I, I I'm with you on that. But it, I mean, I think that we've seen it happen before. Like, I'm like, you don't think the Bears called Andy about Matt Nagy? Like, yes, hey, but yeah. Matt, but and now, Matt, his, now his word is dirt around these parts. All right, Matt. <laughs> <don't like> <laughs> and, Matt, and Matt Nagy is now the offensive coordinator in Kansas City once again. Right, so mm-hmm. and that's that's what I'm saying. Like it just looks a little shady there, right? If you you hit your two time Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. right? And like I said, okay, he's not going to get a head coaching job. He got passed by. Oh, well, you got a job here. You're here. You're not going anywhere. I'm going to let you spread your wings if it's going to be a promotion. I, but I, the I, fact that he walks out the door with his ladder removed like that, it's just it's just a little odd to me. So I, I'm I'm done with putting it on EB and all of this and halfway buying into some of these narratives that maybe he – because even myself, I was like, man, maybe maybe he's just not a great interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some people though. aren't. But – but go ahead, go ahead, though. I'm sorry. Two things. So – I look at it like this is how I look at it. Um, I'm gonna liken this to lunch break hot take discord. So right. every no, no no not that, not that part not that part. So what part? So for, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm you know perception is reality. So I'm gonna say for over the last I'm gonna say three or four months, you know what I'm saying myself. Dave on a couple of other people. We've been in the chat telling Danity, you love this so much. Hop over to the discord. But her perception about the internet is I would like to sign up, but I don't trust putting my credit card information into a site. So doing that research, man, it's just taking a little while. <laughs> I understand. So the same thing with Eric the enemy, with all of the failed attempts or pseudo attempts for him to get a job. Perception is reality and they perceive him to be maybe not ready for certain positions. But I think something that I heard uh, this dude on one of them shows say, I'm not going to mention his name, but he said, listen, one of the things and one of the reasons why some of these black guys don't get head coaching jobs is because these old, these old white owners don't want to have dinner with these black guys and their wives. They don't want to have to have functions where they invite them over to their homes with these people. Wow. And we already and a lot of us know Eric the enemy isn't that let me put on my representative voice. And pretend to be right and pretend to be somebody else. So some of these owners don't want to partake in a lot of those things. And Andy Reid was the one who told Eric the enemy, you need to go somewhere else to get away from me. 
so that you can show what you can do. I'm not saying that Andy <laughs> Reid is is the guy that's actually promoting or, or did everything that he could do, but I think it has more to do with the rest of the NFL more than it does the Kansas City Chiefs because Eric Bieniemy was on five one year deals. Yeah. And there was friction between him and some of the players, not to say all of that BS that they were talking about. It was a little bit of friction. At any time, Andy Reid could have been like, yo, you causing discord up in here in this team, you got to go. But he kept him. Mm-hmm. And once he realized he wasn't getting a head coaching job, he said, bro, you got to step back and do your own thing, assemble your own staff and be, and show you are your own man. Because no matter how many times I go in an interview and say, yo, he called the plays. He's the reason we won the Super Bowl. Listen, if you look we at don't it. believe it. If you look at it, we ran the ball. When do I call run plays? <laughs> That's how crazy. You. Is look at that compared to yes, you, know, uh, you know, another coach, current head coach in the league, uh, Josh McDaniels, who hmm. already failed at being a head coach. He showed that he was terrible at being a head coach and quit. Um, and, and then gets an OC outside of New England too. Yep. Yes, quit. he yeah. quit on the team. Well, no, no, not just you know. Worse than that, he took the job with the Colts and quit, and then and and then just didn't. No, no he didn't quit. He didn't show Bobby up. Bobby, he didn't show up. Quit. Well, okay, he didn't. He didn't. He, he didn't. He, he had the press conference. Didn't he, didn't, he didn't have the press conference. That they they they, they set up the press conference. They scheduled it, and he just like, yeah, I'm not going. I hired the staff and everything. Just left them <laughs> high and dry without telling them. That should. I thought that was a kiss of death. I didn't think he was going to get another head coaching job after that. Yeah, but here been. we are. That that should have been it. But. Then you have another owner that takes a that takes a chance on him. Owner already wants him gone, but you know, he's a broke boy, so he can't afford up to to pay out his contract. So so he's there. So now you have in in, in Vegas, you have a head coach that the team does not want. The owners mm-hmm. not want him. And what does he do when he gets there? He takes somebody in Derek Carr who was on the upswing, who just got a brand new contract, who everybody started to consider one of the one of the better quarterbacks in the league, has one of his worst years, and mm-hmm. now he's out of here. Yep. Right. But he is still a head coach. But exactly. Airbnb has to be perfect. He has to be perfect in order to get a head coaching job. The best he can do is assistant head coach in Washington. Like I, I hate to bring this up, but and we and I think most most of us on here got kids. And I and I told my boys and my daughter, it's just the the way of the world. We have to be two to three times better than the next yeah. people to yeah. get ahead, to get the same yeah. thing. And it, it's crazy, but Mike, I I really like your your point, and I, I, I there's some validity to it because coaches owners call coaches the respected coaches and say, "What do you think about this?" That's how um, Bill Belichick effed up and and congr- congratulated um, Flores <laughs> because owners call the respected coaches and be like, "Hey, what do you think about X Y Z?" That's how Belichick knew before anybody else knew. Because of your point, the respected mm-hmm. and Andy Reid's one of those respected coaches. Belichick is Andy Reid. Um, before this year, probably was um, Tomlin. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But it, it, it's few that they all reach out to and, and try to get their opinion on guys. And Belichick's definitely one of them guys. And that's how you that's that puts some validity to your point that Andy may not have called him and said, "Hey, he's that guy." Right. I, I mean, I, I just think I just think Andy saying that bypasses any interview. Mm-hmm. You know I don't, what I mean? I, I, I hear what you're saying, Mike, but, you know, Jerry Jones just came out publicly told you these interviews don't matter. They hired the people that they know. And and regardless of what, what Andy Reid says, they don't know Eric Bieniemy, and they don't want to know Eric Bieniemy. 
and 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 I agree. I agree with Hendo's point. I think that plays a, I think that plays a factor in it too, right? But here's a guy like you know, I mean, how, how many plays has Mike Kafka called <laughs> Kafka, whatever his name is? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, Matt Nagy wasn't calling the plays before he got hired, so it's just you. You what happens in this league as well is you poach. You look at a team and you say, and that's why we wanted Eric B. Enemy because we look at Kansas City and we just say, damn, what would it be if we had an offense that looked like that? Right. The same right? thing with the candidates we wanted, like the Stowers kid from San Francisco. Exactly. Anybody from San Francisco, mm-hmm. anybody from the uh, Philly, mm-hmm. you know, even even last year was in the last the, the, Last year and the year before was anybody from the Rams. Right. We'll take anybody. Let, we want, let us we mess around and be successful next year, Mike. Yeah. Monkey gonna be gone. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I I'm just I, I'm I just got I'm not saying, you know, I just got a side eye on that situation. I just feel like Andy is that guy gotcha. right now. Right. And if he if he said that, you know, hey. Bro, man, you, you look, man, you don't want to pass up on this guy. Trust me. And I think that's why Josh McDaniels continues to get a job because they call the hoodie and the hoodie's like, yo, listen, man, this guy, even, even if he's stretching it a little bit. This time bit, it'll work. This time it'll work. Man. <laughs> right. That, that, that's his man. So he probably saying, look, man, this track record speaks for itself. Look, you get, you put him in this situation, it'll work. So it's just, it's just, it's just odd that he has to go through, jump through these hoops. To prove that he's calling plays to do all of this, and you got one of the more respected head coaches, and it's not taking, but you taking everybody else on his staff though. You taking people around him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? People that's under Eric Bieniemy, they're getting promotions, but Eric Bieniemy is not. But and it's just weird. But there ain't no black people under Eric Bieniemy. Like you saying, you know, it's weird, and and I agree. Just on the surface, it's weird, right? But like you said, it's it's hey. Give me anybody who who has ever even made eye contact with Sean McVay. I'm hiring that guy, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, both, both Philly coordinators got hired, and they were and people were trying to hire the quarterback coach too, right? Mm-hmm. But Byron Leftwich wins a Super Bowl, and you know, now granted, you know, he 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 could have had the job in Jacksonville, except he said, "Hey, I want it this way," and they said, "No, get the hell out," right? And he goes back, he gets fired, and nobody's even talking to him for anything, yeah. right? Yeah. You got Eric Bieniemy. He's won two Super Bowls, a top five offense every year, and nobody wants him. Like that's beyond the interview. Like that's the hey, it doesn't matter like how good you are at your job. You are not the kind of person that I want in this role for me. Because like we we talk about a lot, these teams aren't out there doing everything it takes to win. You know, they're, like they're not going all out to win. Not everybody, mm-hmm. and. You know, there's a lot of teams that look at Airbnb and say, "Hey, you know, maybe, maybe that would be a, a big upgrade for us." Don't care, don't want it. That I mean, the, all of you guys are making uh, your points are, are are all true and they all make sense. But I just I, I just can't get over that side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you if you go back to Airbnb before they won a chip, you know when they was they was making it to the, the conference championship games and stuff like that. And like, man, this guy, you know, Eric B. Enemy is a guy under him, you know, maybe. And I could, I could see them saying, ah, but man, this man didn't won two Super Bowls. He's coming off of a Super Bowl. And then I just can't, I can't let the fact go <clears throat> that, you know, also, I, 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 
you didn't get promoted. I'm not letting you leave this building either. We just want chips. Yep. So why, yep. you know, like, why am I not, like Hendo said, he on one-year deals. Why am I not making you the highest-paid <laughs> officer right. coordinator around? I'm keeping I'm, you here. Because I want you to stand on your own two feet and succeed. But, 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 <laughs> well, I'm not. No, nah, and I, I get that, but. So his excuse, I'm sorry, his excuse was I only kept him on one year deals in case he got a head coach. Just in case he could move, right? Right. And 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 I get that, but Andy can say, I haven't personally heard Andy with true conviction say that man is running this offense. Right. I don't think it's nonsense anyway because you can have on a ten year deal if he if he leaves I mean, that's a coaching true. job. You know what I'm saying? Like you just you, you just, just leave. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and I'm not saying you're you're wrong about Andy Reid, Mike, because yeah, like he, he did say he's calling the plays, this is his offense, but yeah, I mean it wasn't enthusiastic. I don't think the two of them get along. I, I don't. You don't and, like, I, and that could like, be and I and I yeah, I think it's heading, is, treading it's, that way. Yeah. It's you know, regardless of whether or not Andy Reid endorses you to another team. At some point, somebody's going to hire the offensive coordinator for the best offense of the past five years that's won two Super Bowls and been to three. Right. You know? yeah. So it, it can't just be Andy's not, you know, doing that. And, and, and listen, like I said, I'm not saying you're wrong. He may not be. He may be out there trying to, trying to you know, talking bad about him, you know, throwing shade at him or whatever. But at some point, somebody's going to say, you know what, man, like his offenses are too good and I'm about to hire Jonathan Gannon. So let me call <laughs> and see what's up. Yeah. But but my bad coach to, to no, you're good. You good. You know, I, I just good. that's you know, good. That's that was a good good segment. It it needs to be said, some good stuff saying in there. So it, it needs to be said. Let's um jump back into these super chats. Uh uh just got a ten that says, Do we need less record to have a more explosive offense? And I put in the chat when he first put it in there. Heck, freak, yes. Yeah. Y'all can, un, you know, narrate that and translate it, what, what it means. Chris, what do you think? Of course. I mean, what, like, a fullback and explosive, it doesn't go together. <laughs> we Hendo. tried it, though. Hendo? Yeah, we need to get him. We need to get him at all the team. We Listen, year after year, we are close to the salary cap. And we all really have to sit back and like, who are we paying? Well, we paying seven million dollars to a fullback. Mm. And and listen, I understand if you felt the need in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three to deploy a fullback. If his name isn't Yuschek, why do you have him? Yeah, because he's explosive. I give him that much. But yeah, Pat Ricard, three hundred pounds self. Like we don't need him in today's NFL. You can do tackle. The, the only the only game Pat Ricard stood out to me. Was versus the Patriots when he kept bulldogging Matt Judon. Other than that, anybody else could have, any tight end could have did what he did. Because that was personal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, drop it down to, uh, and then we're gonna kind of cut him in half. Brandon personal says, uh, "Record gonna be cut." Me, 
<laughs> Cut or restructed uh, OTR Mike, we're waiting on our video. We had a conversation yesterday. He's just like, He's like, well, always my man B. You know, he always <laughs> come back. B, you know, look, man, I'm getting over this cold. You know, I ain't listen. It was, it was bad, man. I didn't want y'all hearing me snotting on the mic, bro. We had a conversation yesterday. I was like, You know, they're gonna ask for it. He didn't sound like he was stuffed up when he was making his Andy Reid points, but all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing it now. Mike, Mike, it'd be your own people, Mike. It'd be my own people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a, got a dub from Pete Brown. He says, guys, I believe that LJ and the Ravens have already come to an agreement on a trade and we'll learn of it draft tonight, just like Hollywood. They're just trying to settle on a partner. Dude, what you think about that, Jose? Uh, no, nah, I don't think they have a trade worked out yet. Um, that, no, he that said would... that they've agreed between them, you know, both the, the, the front office and Lamar, that they're going to trade him. Mm-hmm. Not that a, a deal is done. Yeah. I, I think that had been leaked out. I think that would have been leaked out. The Wood one wasn't leaked. Do Hollywood. Hollywood? We talk about Hollywood. We talk about Lamar. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just talking about. I know. I know why you, not being saying about. No, it. I know what you're saying, but this is on two different levels, coach. Is- I I think because they understand what trading Lamar means, right? Um, for the economics of the team, right? Like they they they're trying their best, and they they've tried this whole year to spread a narrative um, that this is on Lamar, right? So if they agreed to a trade, they would have already leaked out that Lamar is requesting a trade that like they would have already leaked that out that and, and, they, and they're and they trying to lay down that, that groundwork now. That's why you have uh, EDC in press conferences saying, oh, well, it takes two to tango. Right. Making it seem like, oh, well, he's not talking to us. You had Jonas Schaefer out there on, on 105.7 last week uh, saying that that Lamar's not picking up the phone and all this other nonsense that we that we know is a, it's just a flat out lie. Right. Like on one hand, he's not talking to the team, but EDC said you just saw him at breakfast. Right. <laughs> you like you're you're having great conversations with him. His, his you know, his family's great, you know, and, and he's doing he's doing all this great stuff or whatever. So you're talking to him, but he's not picking up the phone? Or it, it, is it because you're not really trying to negotiate with them and he's saying don't waste my time? Like like you 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 have you have ways to get a hold of him. You can't get a hold of him. So that's not the issue. The issue is you don't want to pay him. Right. But they're going to paint it in, in a certain way. So, no, I don't believe that they've gotten to the point where they agreed on a trade. Because if they did, they would already they would have already leaked out that, hey, Lamar wants to be traded. Mike, what's the thing about that? I mean, look, wow. they, they they hit that Hollywood thing pretty, pretty well. Oh, we got Skip B. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they hit the Hollywood thing. Damn, man. You, you, you next B. I'm sorry. Last time I came to you and you had said something, you was like, I already made me dead in my face and said, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, I I, I hate being sometimes. (laughs) Facts. But go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. He's next. The the Hollywood situation, you know, that whole smoke, they did do a good job of hiding that. Um, You know, the the fan in me doesn't want to agree with you, P, on this one, but. Like, man, I don't put anything past this organization, uh, but I, I do see to Zay's point with it being this high profile, and this is on this is on every every news station, every sports station. They talking about Lamar. Like I was, I was off today, and I'm watching TV, and I'm like, t- like 
I had to turn because I'm like tired of hearing the same story about Lamar. Should he sign? Should the Ravens trade him? So I do feel with it being such a high profile situation that something would have gotten out um, that, hey, they're leaning towards trading him or whatever the case may be. But uh, I hope I hope that's not the case, P. P, it's on you. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I agree 100 percent that this is already done and he's coming to Carolina and you are going to love you're going to love when you get J.C. Horn across from Marlon Humphrey, y'all are going to be so happy. You're going to forget Lamar even exists. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, right? But you're going to you're going to have J.C. Horn. I'll even we'll throw in Derek Brown, and you get yourselves Anthony Richardson for the future. Y'all going to be fine. What about Brian Burns? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no Spider Man in that drill. I mean that no. deal. Listen, listen, listen. You get one. You get one or the other. All right. We're not. You know. We're not. We're not. We're not going. We're not letting you get things behind the woodshed here. You get either JC or Brian. You get a generational right. quarterback. Right. You know, Ando, You're not part of these negotiations. Right <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. This is, this is this is my time to make my points. Okay. You're you're next. You can say what you want next. I'm not. He's been cut in half. No, 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 no. Listen, yeah, listen, listen. Three and it was. We got we got we got four defensive players. Okay, got J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown, Brian Burns. You can have one of J.C. and Burns, and you can have one of the other two, and then you get some picks. I don't know, like, wait, you don't want him. Why are you trying to act all like, like, like oh, he's so special now? All of a sudden, you know, when, you when, when it comes to when oh, it comes to trade negotiations, just don't want to pay him. No, no, no. Yeah, but you don't, that means you don't want him. So yeah, you, you you trying to act all like he all special now? Now that we're talking about a price. But last week, you didn't want to hear about Lamar's price. You didn't want to meet Lamar's price, right? So don't don't come over here talking about oh we need Burns, we need Horn, we need number nine, we need we need the, the we need Chin, we need this, we need we need DJ Moore. Stop it, all right? See, look, look. I, I just want to point out, right? <laughs> B has made this point before, but in a lot more jovial. Uh, tone. <laughs> he dead serious right but, now, boy. But, he, but, he but after serious. after the rumors that the Panthers could be kicking the tires on Derek Carr, now he's just like, listen, <laughs> listen, look, look, listen, look, right here, done. right here, okay. <laughs> you need, you need these players. <laughs> All I'm saying is, y'all want to be stuck in the year 2000 talking about defense going, defense going to save us, defense going to win it. J.C. Horn, Derek Brown. There you go. You already had your chance at DJ Moore and you passed on him to take a 30 year old tight end. I don't want to hear about how you want DJ Moore. We did. You ain't want him when you could have had him. You ain't want him then. He wasn't 30. He's like 28. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Thank you, George. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't follow that one. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, that's a drop mic segment for um, B, and that is guaranteed to be a short. Guaranteed. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Scott dropped five. He says, "Drop the. Uh, we dropped the ball on his contract. We dropped the ball signing AB, and next day we dropped the ball on getting weapons and signing the backup receiver." Hendo, that sounds like a your topic. What do you mean a backup receiver? Who's the starter? <laughs> I'm Sean confused. Bateman. Bateman. Brashard Bateman? 
You give you Bateman already? No, uh, first of all, I love Bateman. Listen, listen, I love Bateman and I wanted to draft him, but you have to prove to me that you can stay healthy. Point point blank. And listen, even even if he does stay healthy, Bateman is a solid number two. And that's listen, I don't see why people get offended by that. He's a solid number two. Like he has a skill set to be a number one. We just don't know yet. And as far as getting this receiver backup starter, listen, the Ravens from that press conference. They've, they've kind of switched lanes. They started in a press conference, even with the talk Lamar about he's going to be involved and we're going to do all these things and we got to go out. We know receiver is a position that we have to address and take care of. Then later on, you see the reports of, well, look, it might be harder than we thought to get one of these receivers because, you know, we up against the salary cap, so we're going to have to do what we can do. Maybe we just have to go through the draft and uh, get some June 1st cuts. So they're not really serious about acquiring a number one dominant wide receiver now especially with monkey coming in we got listen we got the tight end whisperer so <laughs> we he can utilize them in the running game listen we're gonna run the ball we're gonna throw to the tight ends and tyler huntley is gonna do his thing so you know they're, they're not worried about wide receiver. they're not worried about explosive offenses they're worried about perception as far as looking like we're trying to make that move into the 21st century all right this next one be uh showing his age he said, why the Ravens all fun sound like it needs to be on lowered expectations on Mad TV <laughs> or SNL? Are you showing your age? B? <laughs> you know, Hendo actually, he actually played that clip in one of his videos. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. We have lowered expectations. Listen, as a fan, as a fan base mostly, and as an organization, we celebrate mediocrity. We'll have a mediocre sign and then be like, yes. This gets us right there at 500. I'm so proud of this. We can never say we deserve better as an organization. Listen, we have one of the top five uh, quarterbacks in the league. Why can't we go out here and trade for a top five wide receiver? Thanks. Why can't we get one of these? Or most- we can we can we can trade back and get five fourth round picks. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh-huh. hey don't put no ideas in his head. <laughs> we, uh, but coach we have we only have five picks coach so we have to we have to do something. What what receiver? And I've started looking at him. What receiver is going to help us in the fourth round? All you got in the like I'm I'm at the top 3 or 4. Mhm. And Coach. After that, like so I looked at, coach. like Chris, I looked at um, Rasheed Rice. The, Cat can't so, get open. The days of that is is like, like you you can't do that anymore. Like if you're the Ravens, like if you really want to change, you can't do that anymore. Like just you know, you draft a corner. Say you draft um, in the third round, you come back and you draft, let's just say an edge rusher or something, and then in the fourth round you want to draft a wide receiver. Those days you can't do that. You can't right. do that. You are very unserious if you're going to mm-hmm. do that yet again. Right. So, so I'm not can, saying first round a bust, but damn, fourth round? Like, no. <laughs> there are always players in those rounds that end up contributing, but you can't project that. You can't go into a draft saying uh, in the fourth round we get somebody that's going to that's going to contribute. You know what I'm saying? That, that's going like to the level we need them to. Like that's 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 a that's a failed plan, mm-hmm. right? So you, you can't think that way. Like. In the fourth round, you should be thinking, okay, let's see what's left, you know, on our board and get guys that 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 could possibly contribute, but like your you know, that are good prospects. We're not expecting a whole lot from them. If they give us more than that, great. But if you're saying, hey, we're looking for a start in the fourth round, 
you're already losing. Ty, Ty, Ty Brown took mine. Rakim, Rakim Jarrett would be somebody you look at. But but I agree with I agree with Crystal. I think that depends on the team. Like I think Baltimore, we can't settle on taking a receiver in the fourth round and expect him because we need somebody that can play now. Now, mm-hmm. yep. now these other teams, somebody like Pittsburgh, somebody like <clears throat> you know in Philly, those teams that are are, are wide receiver okay and or ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can take a guy like Rakim Jarrett in the fourth round. <laughs> And then you look and damn, we got to steal with this kid. Mm-hmm. But we can't because we need that guy to be the number one coming in the door. So, so you so you mean if we just took a second round pick and drafted George Pickens last year, we might not be in this situation. Right, don't, don't open up all wing too but, soon. But oh, I'm too sorry. Soon. Okay, coach, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I have a solution. We trade Patrick Queen, get a second round pick, and draft the wide receiver uh, in the second round man, this year. You a second round pick on goddamn Patrick Queen. All right, <laughs> oh, thank, you, thank you, B. Hey, they, they did it. They did it for They did it for a forty year old tight end. Tell him, B. A third and a fifth. Tell him. B. They regretted that immediately. Tight <laughs> end in the top ten the next year. I just want. I just want to say two things, coach. One, Shady McCoy is a clown, and two, Aaron. Aaron Butler, no, I will not drive with car. All right, I, I like to put out words that. Why don't y'all do that? Chris, don't drive a car. He, he mentioned Shady because YNG Brew donated twenty and said Shady McCoy asked some things out about. He B-Enemy. always say some things about B enemy. He had yeah. he doesn't. He's, like he, he's the B enemy lead hater, so to speak. You know what that's about? When when Shady was on that Super Bowl team and and they deactivated him, mm-hmm. that was probably Eric B enemy's call because he wasn't working and, on it. And he holds I'm, he holds I'm a grudge with it. In your your older age, and you still hold the ball like um <laughs> what's the other cat we can't I'm not putting you out there either. Marcus Robinson? Yeah. I'm, yeah. bro, you need to be traditional. Cause I know I know you shifty, I know you got all the jukes and whatnot. But the first time somebody slapped that ball at your hand, I might slap you. <laughs> but but also, but also Shady, I think he was one that that was talking about Leftwich in a positive way, saying how you know Leftwich will always make sure that if you had any 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 uh, uh, bonuses that you're about to hit, you know, let him know so he can get you your, your numbers and all that, right? Like he he was a player's coach. That was great, right? But how's that helping Leftwich? Yeah, that and then again, that ain't coming out of Leftwich's pocket, so yeah, he can say that. Mm-hmm. Ain't hurting his pocket. And they right. said they said Leftwich would actually salt them out, like yo, look. I know you got this escalator in your contract, so we're mm-hmm. gonna do something about that. But Shady, that's why nobody's talking about her. <laughs> I was gonna say that I was gonna let him. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But Shady, no, Shady is you know uh, I like Shady the player, and then you know I respected him his commentary up until this past week. I seen a video, and he said that Ryan Garcia is gonna beat Tate Davis in boxing. So if you don't know, the three of us on the bottom, we have a Ring Kings podcast and we talk about boxing. And he completely lost me with that one because Brian Garcia is not going to be. So, yeah, I don't pay any attention to Shady after he made that comment. Shout out to Uncle Skip. Appreciate the five. Uh, I don't know yeah, if, you had, if, you had, if you had a question, Skip, put it put it uh, in the comment section so I can bring you up and, and, and answer your question. I appreciate the five. Um, We're going to do one more topic. That that I had, we're gonna, we gonna shut this thing down because um, you guys did a great job of donating and bringing up topics, so I appreciate it. So um, yes. we, got, we got one more topic we gonna talk about, and okay. we're gonna kind of skip over one because we've been talking about it. The plan for Lamar, we are gonna kind of skip that one because that's kind of been what we've been talking about. First round pick, that's kind of been what we're talking about. We're gonna get to these mock drafts real quick. We got four of these from different people from 
the four best people that I know that I think I know, and just talk about what they're gonna bring. You know, the picks that they say we will potentially pick at what is twenty two or twenty three. Twenty two, because um, Dolphins forfeiting their pick, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So first, Todd McShay said that he thinks we're going to draft Bijan Robinson. And Chris, I'll let you take the lead on that. Uh, first and foremost, I don't fuck with Todd McShay. <laughs> <laughs> Straight like that, no chaser. Damn, nah, I don't fuck with him. Uh, Tom, he's, Tom, he's garbage. Tom, he's garbage. Tom, like, Tom, Tom. um. <laughs> First, he always been garbage. Like he'll say stuff, and it's like, "What the? What are you talking about?" Yeah. Like I don't know how he got the job. I don't know who his dad is, but it's something, you know, something like that going on. But um, he said something too a couple months back about um, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba was like alluding to that he was milking the injury and he didn't want to hurt his draft stock. And it's like, all you if you're really watching the tape, all you got to do is watch one game, and you know that Jackson Smith and Jigba was out there trying to play on a on an injured hammy not a hurt hammy a injured hammy and you see him limping around there's one catch over the middle where he catches the ball and he tries to turn up up the field and like you just see him like his whole body just tense up and he just falls down and then that's that's it game over so it's like a lot of like these are young dudes you know, trying to make their way into the into the league, trying to be professionals, and you throwing dirt on their names mm-hmm. like that, and with your sources and all of that garbage, and and the same with Daniel Jeremiah, he did the same thing with Kayvon Thibodeau last week. So mm-hmm. those two are suckers in my book. So mm-hmm. Daniel's definitely on this list. Shortly, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Hendo, <laughs> kind of hard to follow that, <laughs> right? Facts. Um, but as far as drafting Bijan Robinson. Not in the first round. If he were to fall uh, he, to the second, not the first. No, but I'm just saying, if he were to fall to the second round, I'd be, I'd say the Ravens would do that. I just think, just from a fan base standpoint, they can't, they can't do that, can they? Uh, With all the needs that we have, I think we right. And running back is so deep too. And I, I will say this: Mel, Mel said this. Mel said if if the Ravens <laughs> draft him, he would retire. Yeah, he, he he promised to retire once before. He did. Oh, okay. But that he did. <laughs> never mind. With, 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 Jimmy, when, when Jimmy Pickles oh, had that landed in Carolina, <laughs> he said if he was if he was not in the league in eight years, he would quit. And I was so happy on that day, the, the day that eighth year came up, and Mel acted like he never said it. He never brought it up again. <laughs> Let me tell you how bad working to this day. Let me tell you how bad Jimmy Carson was, man. Like B was so upset. <laughs> About how bad he played, we got about our fourth or fifth week, and then like he was just he was just at peace. He was just like, no, nah, I don't need to watch football actually. Like I can just, I didn't, you know, I, I do something more. something more productive with my day. Like it was the right. most, it was he he was he was just so at ease that year because he just didn't watch football because he was that bad. I did. Like, I just didn't watch the Panthers. Yeah. So I watched one game and I remember seeing them on offense, and like after the game was over. I remember I was like I don't I don't remember them crossing their own twenty, and I was their like I don't, I don't wow yeah I, was like, I don't need to see any more of this so, so no touchbacks or nothing just <laughs> terrible I don't I don't need to see any more of this I'm good Mike yeah McShay you 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 gotta you gotta watch McShay what he says I mean listen I don't I, if the guy was sickly you know I pray that he's better but it looked to be um more than sickness it looked to be 
a few extra of these. <laughs> he was on TV stammering and stuttering and all of that, and he had to go away for a while. But look, I'll say this. I just want to see them take somebody that's not an off that's not a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. So so I you know, I I'm, I'm taking all all positives in moving forward in the draft room. So, you know, this this kid is a beast, right? Mm-hmm. I, it, it is a little too early for him. Um it's, I don't think it's a knee. I think JK showed, but I think if they take him here, right? And depending on how he show up in in the measurables in the combine even though everybody looks well there. Um I think taking him here would would show or say that Gus is gone, and mm-hmm. you know they need to bring somebody to pair with J.K. But <clears throat> I, I I think we we have uh, far greater needs than running back at this point. Uh, B and Jose, because I know yeah. y'all kind of mentioned a minute ago. I don't know if y'all still want to go again. Yeah, no, I I think that listen, this, and and Robinson, great player. Uh, I think if Baltimore drafts him in any round, that's that's just screaming. We've learned nothing. Like that that would be <laughs> right. an unbelievably, right. unbelievably ridiculous pick for the Baltimore Ravens yeah. to take Bijan Robinson in the first round. And like, and, and to Mike's point, it would mean that Gus was was gone mm-hmm. because they would be drafting him to be the backup. And like, I would just if I were a Ravens fan. And they walked up there and said, hey, with the 22nd pick or whatever, we take Bijan Robinson. I'm turning the draft off and picking the new team. <laughs> yeah, like, here's, again, you don't need to stick around for stuff like that. Yeah, here's why it would be a disastrous pick, right? Because, uh, Chris, I, I think you, you were I – I first heard about Bijan Robinson from you. You were saying, like, how, how great of a, a player he, he is. He, you know, he can even play in a slot and things like that. And, you know, players like that, like, they're weapons, right? They're playmakers. And you're never against adding playmakers to the team. But if he was that guy, he wouldn't be there at 22nd. Mm. Right. And if he's falling to us at 22, at 22, he's not like you don't you, you're not you, you didn't get that lucky. Right. Right. You, you didn't you didn't get that lucky where you get somebody that can just do it all. And and, and you know, we got we, you know, he's too good to pass up there. Not at 22. So, nah. Absolutely not. And even if he was, I ain't risking it. Not not with the Ravens. Like you, you gotta go. You gotta go somewhere else with that pick. But Jose, somebody fell to us at fourteen. Who? Somebody. They said he was a top five generational talent, but he fell down to fourteen. So oh, we gotta get safety good? there. But you know, again, you know, it's one of those. It's, again, it's one of those situations. It, but that's exactly my point. That's exactly my point, right? Like, right. I got, I, I got no problem with Kyle Hamilton. I had no problem with them, but. We need we needed to be focusing on offense, especially when we knew we were trading the Hollywood Brown. Um, you you gotta find a way to trade up and get one of our receivers, or stay here, stay there, and take Jahan Dotson. You know something, but it, you gotta be more aggressive on the offense. I'm willing to sacrifice great talent on defense for good talent on offense. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, we got the, the next mock draft is Mel Kiper, <laughs> and I, I was really, I was really proud of finding this old picture. I, I saw I made, yeah. I made the thumbnail also. I, I loved the picture when I saw it. But before we get to that, we got two hundred three people in here. So do me a favor, Ooh, hit the like button. button. Hit the like button. Like button. Hit the like button for me, please. Next up, Mel Kiper, young Mel Kiper, says we should draft Quinn Johnson. And the reason you have this nice designed picture here because there's a video of Quinn Johnson on um 
this channel. So hey. when this is over with, go watch it if you have not watched it already. <clears throat> but um, as far as Quentin Johnson from TCU, 64215. And we'll start with uh, Jose on this. What do you think about Quentin Johnson coming to Baltimore? Um, look, we need wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. So, so I'm good. I'm 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 good with that pick. Like, like I said, I'm, I I haven't gone a deep dive into into all these other candidates. I actually watched that one from uh that SMU uh player that you that you posted. Rasheed up, Rice. Right? Yeah. Rasheed or Rasheed? How you say it, Chris? Rasheed. I think Rasheed. Rasheed Rice. Okay. Yeah. Rasheed. Um, don't get no separation. um i'm all for it but they need they need need to come back around and draft another wide receiver that that's what i'm on b (laughs) excuse me uh yeah i I love this pick i love the picture of mel that's young hungry mel coming to take Uh, it back from from (laughs) Uh, (laughs) quentin johnson i think would be a great pick again i don't think he's gonna actually be there when baltimore picks but uh, like Jose was saying, it's about remaking the entire room. Mm. So I, I think that's a it's a very good pick, uh, but I don't think he would make necessarily a huge impact. I think they still need to go out and get a re, you know a true number one receiver prior to the draft, uh, and then you add Quentin Johnson to that room, and then you've got three NFL caliber receivers. I know that's not I mean that's mind blowing for Ravens fans, but <laughs> trust, me, trust me, you're on the you're on the right track there. And then you come back in the next day and you can get another one as well. Uh but yeah, I love Quentin Johnson as a Johnson as a pick for, for Baltimore. Mike. Yeah, as I said earlier, man, my what scares me about picking a wide receiver here is that he gotta come in and you know the expectations here in Baltimore is, you know, he's got to be the guy off the top and um but I, I would like to pick, as as B just pointed out, as a compliment, and hopefully, you know, he he pans out to being what we think he can be. I, I like the kids' measurables. I mean, I, I think we do need a big body. Um, I'll be honest with you. I am a college football fan. I did not watch a lot of TCU outside of the you know the bowl games and stuff like that. Um, but I, from what I saw, you know, I, I like the kid. I just don't. I just don't want the expectation, especially at 22 or whatever it is, for him to be the number one guy. But I do want to defer to, you know, Chris and, and 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 you, Coach, because I know you guys study this. So if you guys, if you guys are saying this is a good pick and he a dog, then that's that's who I'm putting. I'm putting my card in on this guy. But I don't. I I I'm just afraid for any wide receiver at this point. At, at at this point in the draft, coming to us and and not the expectations not being too much for them, but as a compliment to to a, a better wide receiver room, I'm I'm all for it. If it if it's up to me, if it's up to me, it would be Hyatt. But if it was up to me, if it would be Hyatt, Hendo, what you think about Quinn Johnson? Um, I think it would be a decent pick. Uh, like like Mike, I haven't watched a lot of college football this year, but I have seen him in a few games and he is a lot faster than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, it would definitely be refreshing to have a wide receiver that's over six, one in that room. But personally, nah, don't draft him. Take that first round pick and go get somebody that's proven because we as an organization has shown time and time again, we cannot develop wide receivers. Come on, trade that pick for a proven receiver. That's what you're saying. Yeah. 
No, I'm we just can... just asking for clarity. That's all. No, I'm clarity, just saying. I'm saying yes because we who <laughs> who point. have we yeah. who have we developed? We can't develop wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Other teams have taken third, sixth, seventh round undrafted free agents and turned them into superstars. We can draft all throughout in any position that you want. And these dudes are just regular dudes coming in the draft. Either we just can't see the talent or we can't help that talent take the take to the next level. And I think that Quentin Johnson, even though he has some measurables and he's a pretty decent receiver, he's still raw. And I just don't think, even with Keith Williams, that we are going to put him in a position to be the best that he can be. So go out there and get somebody that knows how to set teams up, that know how to play, that have played against these all world cornerbacks and know how to beat them in crunch time. You know what I'm saying? We, and and we've said this so many times before we as an organization put so much pressure on these rookies to carry this team. We don't need to do that at the wide receiver position, especially when we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like. Chris. Um, so yeah, with, um, like just the whole view of wide receivers has changed for me. Like since G roll got, since they parted ways um because like if you would say like oh you know get this wide receiver i'd be like yeah but you know it's g-row you know so what what big difference is it really gonna make with g-row there but now with munkin it's like all right now we can expand like like coach you mentioned a dude like Jalen hyatt it's like now i can see a fit with Jalen hyatt in in a todd munkin offense and uh i think you could i could do it with quentin johnson too um, he's not perfect, like right. you know. He's he's not. You'll see some dumbasses say like he's AJ Green because he's tall and he's fast and he got some good agility. He's not AJ Green, so get that out of your head. Um, hands ain't like AJ Green. Hands hands might not be like Jason Pierre Paul. Um, <laughs> Big Ridge, where yet? Big Ridge, where yet? That's a that's a that's a, that's a shout out to Big Ridge. But go ahead. Um, but uh, no, nah, like. Like I, I say that, but I, I don't think he would have to be step in and be the number one dude here. Like I think he would probably be third in the pecking order when you look at um, Andrews and then if Bateman is healthy, and then I think he's the third option. I think Quentin Johnson as a third option. I think that's a hell of a third option for me mm-hmm. uh, because you got a guy who I think his his ceiling is the highest out of anybody in this class. Mm-hmm. Um, there is bust potential, just like with any wide receiver or any prospect but there are some physical things that he can do on the field that other dudes just can't at that size yeah you know he you know we talk about the the hands yeah his hands they can be a mess sometimes but then there's other times where it's like damn how the hell did he pull that off like he had a game winning touchdown against kansas Mm -hmm. and he pulled off a willie mays diving catch in the end zone and it's like okay I just I just think about the um the Michigan game, and um, <laughs> he caught a little shallow cross, brought about a three four yard throw, gave the DB a little hazy, mm-hmm. and, and, and and put them jets on. Yep. And that's 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 the play that opened my eyes to like, oh this cat might do something because I remember watching like half kind of watching the game because we were setting up for a, a New Year's Eve party, so I was kind of half watching it, and I was like, well this dude ain't did nothing all game, and he's supposed to be the best wide receiver because. You know, I really didn't watch a lot of college football this year on purpose. And then when that happened, I, my eyes locked in and I kind of forgot whatever I supposed to have been doing and tried to see what he was doing the rest of the game. Because <laughs> to be that fast at that size and have that agility is 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 straight. But then when I went back and watched his games and he like you said, he ain't perfect, but you could see some things there. But 
And why, the reason I say a Hyatt is because um, what he can Hyatt's impact won't necessarily be in the pass game. Hyatt's impact will be in the run game because you're going to have to have two safeties if Hyatt's on the field. He's going to immediately step in the NFL and be one of the fastest cats. And if you put him in the slot and run him with on seams and posts down the middle of the field, you're going to have to have two safeties, and then we can run the crap out the ball. And I think too many people are going to nitpick with um with Jalen Hyatt, like because oh, route tree and stuff. He don't do this. He don't do that. But what does he do? Like what does he do that's at an elite level? Like that's that's what I'm worried about. Like I'm worried about what can he do? Because you're not you're not drafting him to be your number one guy. You're mm-hmm. drafting him to be a dude who can put the fear of God in DBs and have a Cam Smith play you 10, 15 yards off the ball every single snap. Which is what people fear from Tyreek. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And Tyreek got better as as he was in the league. Tyreek just was fast when he came out. And not saying this cat would be Tyreek, but he just you can't coach people to run that fast. And he can catch. Right. And he and he makes subtle moves while he's running that he don't have to slow down to keep going. Even though that they asked now, now Hendo, I will tell you this that at Tennessee, the man ran mm-hmm. about five routes. Right. But that was their offense. And a lot of his a lot of stuff on his highlight tape is bust. Like the DB bust. So, but it is what it is. Let's move on to these last two real quick and we can get on by here. Um Dan Jeremiah, Chris's other boy. <laughs> uh matter of fact, we're gonna we're gonna lump him and Bucket Brooks in there together since they both work in the NFL network. Yeah. Both of them to me suckers for this. Both of them <laughs> said we picking Anthony Rob uh Anthony Robinson, AR fifteen from Florida. Both of these guys said that. Richardson. Richardson. I'm sorry, Richardson. My bad. Jose, we'll start with you. What do you think about us potentially picking up Anthony Richardson? Bucky Brooks, Brooks is a sucker, man. Like, he's been trying to get rid of Lamar after, mm. since after his MVP year. He's been talking about the Ravens should uh, go and get a quarterback. Um, yeah, yeah, graduate Lamar, some nonsense like that. They, they've been trying to get rid of Lamar. Uh, I know in Bucky Brooks' case, like, he, he, he buys into the narrative that you know, your window is only open as long as your QB is on a rookie contract, even though we just saw um, the Chiefs win it all with a, a quarterback who's not on a rookie contract, the furthest thing from that, right? So that narrative is already shot dead. Um, but it's just ridiculous. We didn't hear, we, we, we didn't really start hearing this narrative until Lamar uh, won his MVP, and, and it was clear that he was going to be that guy and he's going to get paid. Um, so this is just him further pushing that, but I can understand a little bit now since it's, you know, it's, it's looking like a a very high possibility that Lamar could be, um, could be going elsewhere. So yeah, their focus does need to be on a quarterback. Um, but I know I don't even want to get to this, this part right here. You know, they need to put all their focus on signing Lamar because, even if I mean, for, I, I don't even think I'm not sure if, if he will be there. Richardson will be there at 22. Mm-hmm. But again, you want the quarterback that's there at 22? I don't think so, right? You, you're gonna have to try to you have to try to move up and get in the game if you're trying to replace Lamar. Mm-hmm. So if this guy's sitting there at 22 and you're like, this is a good replacement replacement for Lamar, I think that's just another losing strategy. Yep. B. I mean, I don't think that that's a losing strategy. Your your fellow Raven fan, you know, told you drive with Carr. Play Lamar, <laughs> drive with Carr, and and sit Anthony Richardson for for a year, year and a half, and then he's gonna be ready to go. 
You're going to be, you know, everybody's going to tell you he's Cam Newton and then he's going to get out on the field and you're going to realize that's not really true. But maybe he can play anyway, you know? Who knows? What I do know is that if you trade Lamar, you're not trying to win. So it doesn't matter who you replace him with. That's true. I'm with you you 9,000% on that, B. Yeah, just let, you know, just let that that, that load off your shoulders because if Lamar's gone, you are not trying to win games. So it doesn't matter. Mike? Yeah, I was gonna say something of the same. Like if if either of these two guys are right, then we we failed, we lost, right? Because that means that we let eight walk out of the building. No matter what the compensation is, you lose. You lose right there, right? So, um, <clears throat> you know they listen, especially Bucky, right? I think he gets on the radio here once in a while. He has to say something to, you know keep eyes on him and people clicking on what he writes and what he just what he says but um you know to their credit if if Lamar is gone they have to look quarterback uh but I'm with you Zay I don't think that's why he's saying this right I think he's he's pushing this because he thinks that they should get rid of Lamar not that they think it's just not you know not that he thinks it's not gonna it's just not gonna work out Contractually wise, he he's had that narrative and he he's made that clear. But if we if we are selecting the quarterback, we failed and we lost. We're we're we as an organization, we have hit the dumps. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. Hendo? Uh um you know, their takes tend to be sometimes off the wall, but they may know a little something with this one because in the Baltimore Ravens organizational mind, they made Lamar Jackson. So they feel like if they made Lamar, they can let him go, pick his replacement that has a similar skill set to him and make him as well. Now, the one thing they don't know is he's going to be gone by the time by the time we pick because there's going to be a run on quarterbacks and he's going to Carolina. So. We're gonna have to go somewhere else with that. But one. when you trade Lamar to Carolina, you'll have the ninth pick, and that's where that's where you're taking Anthony Richardson. When I trade him to Carolina, though, and and you say you know similar skill set, I don't know right now that we could call their skill set similar because Lamar's skill set includes uh, completing passes to his wide receivers. It's true, uh, <laughs> Anthony Richardson. He but, he finds he finds he finds open space <laughs> with, those, with those passes. I'll give him that. He but finds from, pass catchers. <laughs> but from the Ravens' standpoint, they can make him into Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah, that'd be a mistake. That's why. That, look, that that's why I said if Lamar doesn't come back next year, um, at the end of next yes. year, everybody getting fired. Like Harbaugh will be fired, EDC will be fired because the the, the year won't go the way they think it's going to go. Yeah, these dudes are two suckers um, <laughs> with this nonsense. Um, like, you know, he's – I think uh, Mike said it. Uh, he's not going to be there. If they, I didn't see the draft, but if it's at 22, I don't think he's going to be there. Um, and uh, just also, it's, it just seems like they just do stuff to, to just get the needle going, like like um, like Jose was saying earlier. Like, you know, Lamar is the one – he's a, a needle mover. And uh, – it, it just seems like that's what some some of these draft analysts do. They just want to get the conversations going and and get the eyes to it. So I feel like that's what this is, and it's not even it's not really genuine in my opinion. Hey, no, did I skip you? No, sir. Okay, just checking because Brian got me 
paranoid over here. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what he did. He got he got me got me paranoid. So. Bully. Wow. All right. <laughs> no, not bully. No. He bully. No, don't say, don't say Can't that. He, I couldn't even spend time with my son on his birthday. Brody, like yo, you that's better be in the stream or else. I'm like, all right, bro. I don't want no problem. First of all, be your own people still. First of all, your son your son did not want to spend time with you on his birthday. You're an old ass man. That is the truth. <laughs> that is fact. That is factually correct. So with that, with that being said, man, I appreciate everybody for coming through with the super chats. You guys did a great job of steering the show. It made a cooperative effort. So I appreciate that, guys. We didn't even have to talk about the trash ass all-star game or Russell Westbrook <laughs> going to to uh the clippers. Yeah. So with that being said, we're gonna start on you know getting this thing. Hey, hit the like button. We had 202 and we had how many likes? A hundred and something. I can't see it. Say one dot dot dot. But hit <laughs> hit the like button. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. See, Aaron, I'll check that in just a minute. I'll check it in just a minute. Um, Mike. I'll yeah. show, baby. Hey, man. Look, thank y'all for joining us again. Another week, another round table. We kill it as always, and we're going to continue to move forward. That is me, and I am Got the host today. of. I ain't forget oh, this. Time. <laughs> I am the host of Open Mic with yours truly, and as I like to say, that is the show where the mic is open for any discussion, no matter what it is, who it is, or where it is. I have not dropped an episode in two weeks. As Brandon uh, Basil will <laughs> let y'all know, as he will not let me forget, <laughs> I have been under the weather a little bit, right. and. The two episodes prior to that, at least one of them, I was under the weather. And I'm like, man, I can't keep doing this to these people. So, um, but I got some stuff. We'll, we'll see some next week. And then the week's coming forward. So check that out. If you have not already subscribed, a lot of you already have. But if you have not, go over to Open Mic with OTR Mike and hit that subscribe button. Um, I'm close to 300. So I'm trying to get there. So help your boy get over there, get to that hump, and, you know, we'll shoot for 400 at that reach 300 so appreciate you guys i'm also one third of ring kings podcast and that's only the best boxing podcast on youtube um i am joined by my two brothers that are on the screen on the bottom level with me and they will go a little further in depth in what we do at ring kings podcast but if you need your boxing fix you need to go over there and subscribe as always thanks up uh hendo Yes, sir. Thank you for having me once again. Appreciate you all in the chat for stopping by, keeping everything lively, giving us topics to talk about. Now, you can check me out on YouTube, on Ravens Online, on Gatekeepers. Come over there, get you some good content. I just dropped a video on Lamar Jackson in the franchise tag. Um, sometimes do a live stream on Thursdays, sometimes do a live stream on Sundays. It depends on what's going on, if it's enough news or not. Uh, make sure you... That good merch too. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, then you have something merch right here. What is that too? It says determination. Determination. Get that. Hey, my somebody, bad so, my bad somebody, somebody just dropped a dropped a bag on Hendo's site the other day. Who was that? He took my he took a lot of my what? money the other day. Did you have the bag on my site? Yeah, yeah. Mike did. Mike, he, listen, Mike came through with that. So if you like what he has, you know, check out the merch. You can go to Spreadshop slash the rogue shop.com. And get you some good merch. I got some uh Jamar Laxon gear, quote unquote, with some nice made with that nice uh Egyptian like cotton. <laughs> Egyptian like cotton, indeed. Egyptian like cotton, indeed. <laughs> very, very soft. Uh, make That's sure dope drop, right there. 
Yeah, I love oh, that yeah. drawing. I love that drawing. Yeah, love my it. kid, my kid did that drawing for me. So is that yeah, is that so. the birthday boy? Nah, nah. This is the this is the one that played with Stephon Diggs. Gotcha. Jamar Laxon, that is that, not, that's that, that is Jamar Laxon on here. That's that Jamar Laxon. Uh-huh. Also, if you would like to uh, drop on by, help me reach fifteen hundred subs. I think I'm at thirteen forty. I mean, at fourteen thirty or something like that. Um, sign up for the Patreon. Uh, participate in the Pickups League, the Fantasy Football. Come drop by the Discord. You know, it's a bunch of fun. Just you know, hang out with us, Chris. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, how did hanging with Hendo go? I hung for a minute. Oh, it was outstanding. It was great. <laughs> and it's coming back every Saturday. Yeah. I know you didn't mention that. Hanging with Hendo with Yolanda B. Raven. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Uh, First of all, Ra- I didn't Ra- Raven C about to be on there. We don't yeah, know who our, we don't I got Raven C. We Salute. don't know. We don't shout know out to Raven C for joining up for hanging with Hendo. We do know Raven C. I mean, he said he been he been asking for months. Raven you've been, C, you've been big time of people, but he don't he don't get on. No man, Raven C is that? HR bluffing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, he hits me up and be like, "Yo, we good for Tuesday? All right, bro, we good for Tuesday. What you want? What you want to talk about? Crickets. Then I don't hear from Raven C for another month and a half. <laughs> Raven C, I'm calling you out. That's not true. I, I, I see Raven C in every stream. He does come to every stream, and then he has his own videos, and he says, "Yeah, you know, I might go live this weekend and do all this." And I hit him up and be like, "Yo, let's go live." I don't Crickets. know, bro. He's like, "Now we, now we, you." I'm starting to take it personal. I'm starting to take it personal. <laughs> so, but uh, hanging with Hendo, it was just a trial run, just to see a little something, you know, to give the people something more Saturday nights, because that kind of is like a dull period where we don't have a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Doing anything, but we'll we'll see going forward once uh, we once we figure out. Now nah, that's that's the late night schedule on Friday. You got late night with Shite on Sugar Night three two three, and then on Saturday Shout night you got hanging with Hendo uh, over there on Ravens Online on Gatekeepers. I get you through your weekend. Right. So just just go subscribe to Ravens Online on Gatekeepers <laughs> and hit the notification bell. Okay. That's it. And you'll be notified when all these live streams pop up. All of them. Thanks. Chris? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chris is joking. Um, you can find me on uh, Deep Cover Podcast with uh, Michael Crawford and Carrie Stevenson. Uh, we dropped the episode. We dropped two episodes. We dropped Whoa. one. Yeah, we dropped one on uh, Top Munkin on Friday. And uh, we dropped one this morning uh, where we did a, a little draft of um, – Senior Bowl players and Shrine oh, yeah, Bowl yeah. players. I saw so, that. Um, can you yeah. can you elaborate on that a little bit for the listeners? Yeah, so we just basically what we did is we drafted like quarterback, running back, wide receiver, or offensive line, and uh, we just went through the three of us and we just drafted who we thought were the best at those mm-hmm. positions. So yeah. it was just like a regular draft between the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, in a week or so, I should be dropping um, the wide receiver video. Um, cool. I, I finished. I did all the cut-ups. Every, the hard work is done. I just got it recorded now. So Nice. Question. Let me ask you this while it's on my mind. Every, everybody's begging, begging, begging me for Zay Flowers and JSN. And I refuse to do JSN video because I know he was hurt this year. Mm-hmm. And I really hate doing the year prior unless I have to. Did, did you find any Zay Flowers videos or is it all from last year? 
No, I got some from I got a Clemson game from last year, and then what I did was I just watched the um, the full broadcast on mm-hmm. uh, on a uh, YouTube because uh, okay. the Boston College games you kind of get that all twenty two feel a little bit because the the cameras a little zoned out, it's not so okay. close up, so you kind of get to see the routes and and mm-hmm. what's going on down the field and most of the plays, not all of them. Um, how many? Did you have a general idea how many Zay Flower games on it? Because that might be how I need to do it. And I may just have to put him on my draft guide and not have a video on. Uh, I, I could look it up right now. Hold on. I'm sorry. Um, you know, off topic, fellas. No, it's all good. Um, It's about four games. Oh, that's all I need. About four I games, yeah. Four. And I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with JSN because, I, like you said, I know he was hurt, and I don't want to watch these these this year games and knock him. But I <laughs> – he just had so much talent around him. He's not gonna have that talent around him this when he this year. So I don't know if what he, what can he do being the guy. <sighs> so, but anyway, that's the whole another topic for another conversation. Uh, B and Jose. Yes, we are the lunch break hot take. We do a live stream every Wednesday night at seven fifteen p.m. Eastern time. Followed by the overtime show, which you can find on patreon.com slash LBHT show. Uh, also, like Mikey said earlier, Ring Kings podcast. Okay, the three on the bottom here that is our boxing channel. Um, we also had been, been slacking a little bit on the videos, but a video went out today. Okay, for our watch list series, uh, uh, yours uh, or, or Mikey over there, uh. He, he was featured on that one. Uh, we discussed the the women of boxing. Uh, women's boxing is hot right now. Uh, there's a lot of dope, dope fighters in the game, and they're not afraid to fight each other. So if you're looking for some action and you don't want to be disappointed, you check them out. You got Clarissa Seals. You got Alicia Bumgarner. Hmm. You got Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano. They're about to fight again. Um, great, great stuff over there. So check out that video. Also, we got a, a movie review for Ali uh, that's about to drop. And then uh, the long-awaited uh, Ring Kings pound-for-pound list, the second one, the second one, okay? There's a lot of pound-for-pound lists out there. You don't, you don't want to if, – if you're looking for, for an accurate pound-for-pound list, one, don't go to ESPN because they, they're, they're very biased, okay? Don't do four-letter networks. Yes, yeah, don't, don't do any of those. Um, just, just wait for our video. It's dropping soon, okay? We'll, we'll get you straight on that. Um, and you can find all of us on uh, our social networks. Uh, you see right below at LBHT Show, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and also for Ring Kings, it's uh, at Ring Kings Pod. You want to add anything? You want to add anything, B? No. That is it. You sure? I'm, I'm oh, I do. Sure. I, I want to add something, actually. Go ahead. I want to add something. Go ahead, Jose. He's, he's, free, he's freezing. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. Um, can, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. we hear you. Okay. The Let's Get Ready Network, the highlights. Okay. That's their sports channel. Uh, I'm going to put that link in the description. They are like 10 away from 100. So if you could please help them out. Indeed. Uh, we, we would greatly appreciate that. So the Let's Get Ready Network, the highlights, the, that's, the, that's their sports channel over there. So any of you guys watched us uh, do our live stream, for the Super Bowl, if you watch me or Hendo, you know, uh, Ferris, like that was a simulcast. Uh, Ferris put that together. So um, go over to his channel and, uh, and support that. Speaking of, you talked about the four-letter network from ESPN. 
there's a shirt on my site that says um my guys are better than the four letter network guys so um you know hey you can slide on over there and pick that up too if you want indeed, to indeed <laughs> but um <clears throat> and again i'm a good egyptian a good egyptian like now everybody up here with the exception of deep cover podcast i think has merch um we all have discord we all have patreon and we all have most importantly cash app so um you know if you like what you see on here and throughout the week because we can we can give you enough content so you don't even have to turn the tv on thanks thanks so um you know and then you won't get a buy you'll get unbiased even though we like the ravens we still give an unbiased opinion and when i'm going to be biased i'll i'll lead with that and for the most part, my two biases this year were Prochet and Queen. <laughs> so, but everybody knew that going in. So <laughs> I, I happen to be kind of right by one, totally off by the other. You gotta, you gotta work real hard to be biased by James Prochet. <laughs> everybody so has those players. Everybody, man. we just people you love. So do you do you remember Chad Sillins? Nope. Nobody remembers Chad mm. Shillings. Mm. I, I swore this is going he was going to be the greatest wide receiver of all time. He just stayed <laughs> with a, a thief in the night. He ran like a 4-2-40. He played for the Raiders. And I'm like, I'm telling you, man, like when he gets healthy, I said I said that for like eight years. <laughs> gets, <laughs> it's over. It's look up Chaz. Look at Chaz Shillings. Chaz Shillings. Chaz. Chaz Shillings, man. I thought he was going to be great. And yeah, you know, are. you know he had talent because he kept on getting jobs. Yep. My guy was David Armageddon. But the difference is they produced on the field. Very Prochet ain't done none of that. David Geddes. I, did, I didn't mean for this to turn into Prochet. Yeah, no. It's David Armageddon. Because it's like Armageddon. Right. That's terrible. What a big it's not Reg. Terrible. It's finally awesome. made it. Big Reg finally made it through here. He hey, did. Reg, I uh, I took the Texans to the Super Bowl, but I lost in the Super Bowl by three points. Hey, Coach, did you read Brandon? Long, long neck meals. Uh, Sold me on it about the XFL. Yeah, yeah. Brandon says I'll take XFL streams if y'all would do them. Woo. Mm-hmm. Y'all gotta pay for that. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry if I gotta watch that's the gonna, XFL. That's gotta, be a, that's gonna be a Patreon thing. That's that, I, I, I watched um parts of a couple games this uh, weekend, and I'm trying to figure out who I kind of want to root for. And you know, I'm kind of rooting for Josh Gordon, and I'm kind of rooting for Dear King, and. You know, oh, trying well. to look for some of my former players that I thought Kyle Hill would be in the XFL, but I, I didn't see him on the roster. I was hoping he would be there. But, Matt Elon uh, was on the team. Yeah, I was about to say any team Matt, Matt Elon. But but Brandon, if you're looking for some XFL content, you, mm. <laughs> you're in luck because on Wednesday's overtime show, we will be talking about the XFL. Mm, there it is. There but it is. it's going that, to be that's on this show. Yes, the overtime show. The overtime show. All right, which you can find patreon.com slash LBHT show. We are talking the XFL. Uh, can it last? Will it last? And how will it last? Mm. Okay. Can I, what can does I, it can need I to add, do to survive? Can, not, can not, I add something to that? Passes, I'll tell you that. Can, uh, if, if, and this is just me probably overstepping my boundaries. But, uh, uh, talk about the, the different rules. Oh, I don't know okay, if that yeah. was, uh, was already a part of it, but I, I saw some stuff that I liked. Well, coach, the good thing about rules. the overtime show is, you, you anybody can contribute to it. You know, if you guys want wants to talk about something specific, then it's done. We'll we'll talk about it. And I'm, I'm going to try to get in there this Wednesday. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll always be for the most part be watching, but I just don't come on sometimes. I'm gonna try to get in there this Wednesday. 
you're you're more than welcome. But this 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 stand from a conversation we had the other day. Me and B, we had some we we had some lengthy conversations uh offline about stuff. And you know, it's just there's so many there's so many these leagues that try to pop up and survive, right? It's like the second time or third time the XFL has 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 made a stab at this USFL, the Alliance League, all these leagues, mm-hmm. and and then like they fall apart after a year or so, right? Mm-hmm. And the discussion came up how can this time be different for the XFL? Like what can they do to actually stick, stick Save around it. this time? Yeah. Save it. Save it. Save cool. it. Cool. But I, what, I, what I will like about, what I do like about the XFL, and this has nothing to do with the play on the field, but the rock. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he was at every game that was nationally televised. He got on a private jet after, after the first game Saturday. Flew to the second one, and then was at two games Sunday. Well, I know one game Sunday. I think he was at two games Sunday. Mm-hmm. So he made it a point to try to open it up on the on the right foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, with that being said, man, we God, we still went over two hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate you guys for coming through, man. Hey, like, comment, subscribe, share, follow everybody, contribute, um, get merch. Uh, see everybody Wednesday on Lunch Break Hot Take Show, and if somebody drops something before then. Um, go follow. This will be, you know, in the podcast version in the morning. So if you missed out on anything, make sure you go back and watch this stream or check the podcast out in the morning on your commute. And I appreciate everybody, all the super chats, uh, everybody that's having conversations in the chat box. I appreciate you. I see you, even though we don't hit every one of them. We we see it. So um, again, thank you for everybody for coming out. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. And um, we're gonna shut this thing down, man. See y'all on the next side. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with us. Indeed. Peace.